Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Getting really late. That's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Here he is. He visits us every single Sunday. I love him to death. My partner and friend, the one, the only, hardest working man in radio today, Brian, no. Hello, B. How are you? How was your week? Doing fantastic, Andy Furman. Pleased to be with you here. Week 15 ball, baby. I, I wish you'd some, stop uh, that. I really what? do. Before stop I ask what? how week was. Stop because what? week 15 is depressing me. I as know. everybody is gearing towards the Super Bowl and the playoffs, I'm getting depressed because we're getting closer to the baseball season and the end of the football season. I, I wait all year you. for football. Really? I hear you. It took me two seconds to figure it out because initially I thought you had something against me saying never ball, but no, it was the week no. 15 part. I got you. I, man, it flies by, doesn't it? It really does. I, I don't know why. What is it? You know what? It's also when you went to school, the fall semester was always faster than the spring semester because I think you had things to look forward to Thursday night. The weekend actually starts on Thursday. Football Thursday night and it rolls till Monday, Monday night football, and you live for Sunday to Sunday. That's what you did. In the springtime, what do you have to look forward to? When you think about it, Easter break, that's it. Spring break. Boom. Yeah, well, I look forward to ball as well. 
<laughs> like and I I don't even like to put it out there in the universe, but there's not a whole lot of it left. You know, I, know. I love the doubleheader yesterday, though. I was all screwed up last night. I don't know how you felt. What, but you, what was, channel was on, right? Well, it was weird. It was like I was so I'm so used. I'm programmed. Once I see NFL football on the weekend, like tomorrow's Monday, right? And it's like ooh, we get a smorgasbord of ball today. That's beautiful. Well, my problem was this: I'm getting ready to watch the games, and I go to Fox, then I go to NBC, then I go to CBS, I go to XYZ. <laughs> I didn't even know it was on on the NFL Network. On both games, were both on the NFL Network, which yeah, it's kind of a pain. Was it two? You know, it, it's not that I live for. I watched the game on NFL Network yesterday, but you talk about ball. And let me, can I clear the air a little? Can I get on the soapbox for a second? Yeah. Just a second, okay? What do you because have? yesterday was the opening day of bowl season, right? Uh, okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they had like the, the Mitsubishi Bowl, I think they had the uh, Auto Nation Bowl, Raycom, RNL Carrier Bowl, New Mexico Bowl. And I'm looking at these games, okay? And I, I flip back and forth and watch a little bit. No one's in the stands. And I got like Utah State, North Texas, a blowout, Appalachian State, Middle Tennessee. Let me tell you something right now. I wouldn't go watch these teams play during the regular season, let alone a bowl game. It's just a waste of Georgia Southern against Eastern Michigan. Are you freaking kidding me? Tulane, Louisiana. Now, you know, the Arizona State, Fresno State, you know, decent game, big time opponent. But Arizona State was like a seven and six during the regular season. The bowl games are just a waste of freaking time. And I understand what bowl games basically accomplish. If you're a coach and you make it to a bowl game, it saves your rear end so you don't get canned. That's what it does. Well, it's not exactly, you know, if you ever go to a concert and you get the warm up bands, the warm up bands in the bowl season are terrible. It'd be like the equivalent in my book of like Tool, who's awful, or Dave Matthews Band, who is popular but terrible. You know, something like in my personal book, that's basically what we get at the beginning of the bowl season. It is wretched, man. Oh. It really is. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, do they make money at these? I mean, honestly, would you go see yeah. those teams play? I mean, during the regular, would you go see Eastern Michigan play Georgia Southern? If someone, if they came to my house with tickets and a limo, I still don't think I'd go. Really? No, no, I wouldn't. I would not go see that game. And uh, look, man, it's the nostalgia of it. I look at this whole season of football as the hibernation period. You know, we got to <laughs> store as much ball up as we can, so when we hibernate in the tree, we got right. enough to tide us over until the next football season rolls around. Right. You're exactly right. So let's push that aside. Let's talk about NFL yesterday, doubleheader yesterday. And what about the Cleveland Browns? Break up the Browns. I mean, they've won four out of the last five. And I thought about this for a second because you talk about this guy, Greg Williams. It took Greg Williams five games to get as many wins for the Browns, three before yesterday, and you Jackson are three years and 40 games. Think about that. So, and I always said, does it make that much of a difference with a coach? I, I guess it does. But then again, I thought about you, Jackson, and all he wanted to do was play Tarod Taylor all year long. Now, Baker Mayfield's the guy. I mean, this is the team of the future, the Cleveland Browns. Beating Denver yesterday, 17-16. They had lost, what, 11 straight to Denver? I mean, is it Greg Williams? Is it Baker Mayfield? Is it a combination? Does the coach make that much of a difference? No. Not in this situation. The schedule's made a bigger difference than Greg Williams has. It's not like Hugh Jackson wanted to play Terod Taylor the whole year. It was week three when Baker Mayfield essentially took over. When he went into that game against the Jets, they won it, and then he didn't look back. So he had a number of 
more starts under Hugh Jackson. So, I no, I don't think it's more so that Greg Williams is now the head coach. I think that if you look at the wins, look critically at them. Look closer at them. Well, they beat the Falcons. The Falcons are hot garbage this year. They beat the Bengals. You know about the Bengals, Andy. I'd love to talk about them. They're in the 500. Uh, yeah, but they're awful. In this they're context, terrible. when we're talking about the, the Browns, we can talk Bengals for a second. The Panthers. The, the Panthers last week, they finished off a, a losing streak of five. You know, so they barely eked by at home against the Carolina Panthers and then against the undermanned Broncos last night without Emmanuel Sanders, without Chris Harris Jr. in that secondary. Uh, they get a win. They get a one-point win. So They beat the Ravens earlier in the year, though. That was a good win in OT. That was ugliness defined, but that yeah. was still was a good win. Yeah. That was under Hugh Jackson. He was still the head coach back then. So to answer your question, no. I don't think that it's coaching in this specific situation. You want to talk coaching with Sean McVay taking over for Jeff Fisher? Yeah, that made a significant difference. But I think it's more so for the Browns this season with Greg Williams taking over. It's more so the schedule than him being there. I know people like to beat up on Hugh Jackson, but it's not because of Hugh Jackson that they're just rattling off wins left and right. Right, and that game came right down to the wire, and the defense of the Cleveland Browns stepped up at the end. Take a listen to this. On fourth down, Keenum waits, takes the snap. He bobbles it, stumbles, he got hit, he got sacked! He got sacked! Peppers! Peppers got him! He got him! Peppers got him! Pour a little pepper on it! The Browns are going to win it! With 39 seconds left to go in the game, on fourth down and 10, Peppers came up with the play of the game! Their defense is pretty tough. It really is. No, it's not at all. Oh, come on. They had a good game last night against the decrepit defense. They've got one of the worst defenses statistically in football. They've given up. They have not come alive. They came alive against Case Keenum, who's dreadful. Like that's the that's what's happening with the Browns. You look at what the they've given up defensively. Like I don't know why the Browns defense gets propped up the way it does. They've given up some of the most yardage in the NFL. They were 30th heading into that game. I want to see what they are after week 15 finishes collectively. But they've given up a ton of yardage over there. I don't know how they're being propped up reputation-wise. I don't you get it. You know what? You could take your stats, wrap them up in a bag, and throw them out the window because the only stat that counts right now are the Browns are 6-7-1, and one, and that's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good, and they won four out of five. And I don't care who they beat. Oh, I really don't that's at this the point problem. Time. And I'm not a Browns fan, believe me. But, you know, I'm impressed. They're 6-7-1. They've gotten a lot better. The talent is better. Like, here's the thing. I was arguing about this with my guy Ephraim Salam last oh, night. Oh, no, he's your guy. Now he's your guy. You're my guy, too, Andy. Uh, I, I got, Only you know, on Sunday. Stop it. Stop it. All right. I'll not let you create a rivalry here. But I was telling him Baker Mayfield is the most overrated player in the NFL. And it's not even close because people grade on the Browns curve where they have last season at the forefront of their mind. And they're like, they didn't win a game last year as if Baker Mayfield is the only significant change that the Browns made. Like they've made a lot of additions. Jarvis Landry is a very good receiver. They picked him up from the Dolphins. They drafted Antonio Callaway. They've drafted Nick Chubb. There are a lot of additions other than just Baker Mayfield, but the way he is viewed is with the Browns' horrible franchise in their horrible recent years, 
at the forefront of your mind. And it goes way too far just how big of an impact and how supposedly great he's playing. Well, you could make the correlation. It's a stretch, but it's a decent correlation between the NFL when the national media was saying the attendance is down, the TV ratings are down, as opposed to like great ratings, and they're still great right now, as opposed to the Cleveland Browns saying they're so much better because they were so bad. That's the thing. If you, know, if you, if you follow what I follow what you're here. saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, stop comparing the Browns to the Browns. Compare the Browns to the rest of the teams in the no NFL. Doubt. I hear you. And, and that's the way it goes. Like, when you're talking about Baker Mayfield versus the other rookie quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield offensively has way more to work with than anybody else does. You think Josh Allen has a who's who of receivers to throw to in Buffalo? And plus no protection in Buffalo but either. Look at Josh Rosen's offensive line. Look at Sam Darnold's quote-unquote weapons on offense right now with no Quincy and Nunwa, who isn't exactly a household name either. Like, Baker Mayfield has way more to work with than those other rookie quarterbacks do. I'm not saying that he's complete trash. I'm just telling you he is way oversold, and he's going to be a guy throughout the course of his career that's going to be a little bit better than average. That's I'm going to give it. him some props, though, because he does have 21 TDs and 10 INTs, which is, is pretty good for a rookie. It really is, so I'll give him some props there. His stats are decent. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, wait. Didn't you just tell me stats, schmats, like oh! throw them out of the- Okay, got me, got, got me. But I'll tell you what, let's talk about Greg Williams. After the game, the coach, Greg Williams, says this is nothing new to him. Listen to this. I've been involved with, you know, at the end of the seasons, you know, more than more than a few times like this where you had to put them together and get on a run at the end of the year and the right things happened and uh, we were able to bounce and get in, get in some playoffs. And right now for these young guys in there, every game's important. And uh, we've been playing each and every week like it's, a play- like it's a playoff. So they're pretty experienced right now. Greg Williams. Now, if memory serves me correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg Williams was the guy who was doing the bounty deal back in New Orleans, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, now all of a sudden, uh, nothing new to him. I, you know, I, there's something about him. When I hear him, I want to go take a shower. I feel dirty. <laughs> I don't know what it is. About, I, know, I never met the guy. Oh. He could be a perfect gentleman. There's something about him that's like slimy and dirty. I, the, am I on the wrong track here with him? Well, yeah, when he's in the locker room against the uh, when they're about to take on the 49ers and he's saying touch and affect the head, hit the head. And he's just telling everybody to try to, you know, headhunt, essentially. Yeah, you're going to remember that when it comes to Greg Williams. But I'll tell you this, Andy, even though I haven't I'm not thoroughly impressed with the quality of teams that they've beaten under Greg Williams. Let's not forget just a couple of weeks ago, Baker Mayfield's throwing three interceptions in the first half against the Houston Texans, who's the best opponent they've faced while Greg Williams has taken over outside of the Chiefs, and the Chiefs put it on him pretty good as well. I look at Greg Williams and being 4-2, and two, he's at least going to be in the running no to be the head coach going forward. Yeah, but Bruce Arian says he wants the job. Well, we'll see if Bruce yeah. Arian's... Uh, <laughs> Why would he Arians want the job? You're living in Arizona. You got the boat. You're going fishing. You got the desert. You got the sun. You got the heat. Yeah, and you got he's a, a competitor. Clear. I know he is. I know That's he why. Is. And yeah. look, you've got a lot of good young talent to work with. I just think that Baker Mayfield gets way too many props. I, I really, honestly, and this isn't me just trying to, like, Greg Williams headhunt style, you know, Baker Mayfield, but... I don't think there's a player that's more overrated than Baker Mayfield. There isn't a player who's more celebrated for doing less than Baker Mayfield. I just don't see it.
Well, at the beginning of the season, it could have been Sam Darnold, but he went down the crapper pretty good, so we'll see what happens there. But that was because of the New York media, of course. Hey, hey look, you know what? You can get to us if you don't believe my car, my colleague and my partner. Get him on Twitter, at The No Show, at The N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. What a lineup we have today. Bronx Talk Radio at the end of this hour. That's with the one and only Sammy Kay. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. Hour number three, special guest, Fox Sports Radio's own Lincoln Kennedy. Lincoln Kennedy will join us. Hour number three, Alex Marvez will join us. He's the chic Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. And, of course, my guy, Brian No and Nose Picks. But right now, he's just like fine wine. Better with age. That's next. Now they're fit to be tied. We'll explain that in just about a minute. 21 past the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. And my partner and friend, Brian No, you kind of brought up something that's making my head spin like a dreidel. Are Uh-oh. you ready? Uh-oh. Are you Uh-oh. ready? And it's it? a good it? thing. Okay. It's a good thing. It's making me think. We talk about coaches. We talk about Greg Williams. Does it make that much of a difference? Yeah, he's got personnel. He's got talent. But he's won four out of five with the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about Anthony Lynn, what he has done in San Diego, mm. now in L.A. with the Chargers. This year, they're 11-3. and three. Great game on Thursday night. Chargers over the Chiefs, 29-28. But last year, the Chargers, 9-7. and seven. Before that, 5-11. and 11. Before that, 4-12. and 12. i got to believe Anthony Lynn has made a difference because oh. the personnel's fairly much the same. Absolutely, he has. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think Anthony Lynn's done a great job. Don't get me wrong, Andy. I'm not saying that coaching doesn't make a difference. I gave you the Rams example. Right. Sean McVay taking over for Jeff Fisher made a huge difference. There's no doubt about that think Anthony Lynn, especially this season, what they did on Thursday night going for it against the Chiefs and getting it on that two-point conversion, that's all attitude. That is, as Philip Rivers explained it, he's like, hey, I'm just going to the sideline, thought we'd kick the extra point, and Anthony Lynn's like, let's go do it right now. And he was like, the conviction that Anthony Lynn had, where he wasn't like, what do you think, should we? I don't know. He wasn't timid. He's like, let's go win the freaking game right now. I love that. Yeah, he absolutely has had a big-time effect on the Chargers. And the funny thing is that you hear the term culture all the time. You know what? It's great for these sportscasters, announcers, when they say, hey, they changed the culture. You know what? Let me tell you what culture is. Culture is what you just hit on. What Coach Anthony Lidd said, he said, we didn't come here to tie. The call was a no-brainer, he said, going for the two points, and they beat Kansas City by going for the two points. That's culture. That's guts. That's hangy-downs. That's ballsy. That's what I love in a coach. We didn't come here to tie. It's a no-brainer. He had no doubt whatsoever he's going for the two, and he did. That, to me, is culture, changing the culture of a team. Right, and it does show you how little they think of the Chiefs' defense. You know, come on, really. Right. (laughs) You just had the Cowboys and Eagles game the previous week where the Eagles, they scored the game-winning touchdown, essentially, with Darren Sproles in the final two minutes. And they could have gone for two. It's the same scenario. Like, oh, you go for two on the road. You play for the win. Well, the Eagles were on the road. They were fighting for their playoff lives. And I'm not criticizing Doug Peterson, but he kicked the extra point with a minute 39 remaining. He could have gone for two. But the reason that Doug Peterson didn't, it's not that he lacks the guts or anything like that. He's proven it time and time again. It's that he has more respect for the Cowboys defense than Anthony Lynn had for the Chiefs defense. That's the bottom line. And I have no problem with Anthony Lynn not having respect for the Chiefs' defense because nobody should. 
It's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. You know, both teams right now are 11-3, and three, but Kansas City will break that tie with a better divisional record. But that's okay. That's down the road. we got time for that. But I'm telling you right now, there may be some hardware coming to L.A., and not with the Rams, but with the L.A. Chargers, because I think Phillip Rivers right now was having his best season of his 15-year career in that game Thursday night. Throws for 313 yards, two touchdowns. I know he had two INTs, and there was no Melvin Gordon running the ball for the for the Chargers as well. I think that Anthony Lynn could be coach of the year, and Phillip Rivers could be the MVP right now. I think that uh, Anthony Lynn is probably going to be the coach of the year. I, I don't see Phillip Rivers being the MVP. He was my – I know, that's a, probably some applause – for our guy Gavin, I'll diehard make, Chargers I'll make the fan. Case. Just, oh, you're a big. Oh, that's right, Gav. You're a big Charger fan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Decided right. to throw me into that. Brian, I want to let you finish though. Go oh. Chargers, go! <laughs> Listen to that. Is great producing right there. I love that. We're talking about his favorite team. He didn't come off the top rope, Andy. He was like, you know what? Finish your thought. No, and then I will add to it. Right. But I think that Anthony Lynn is probably going to be coach of the year. Phillip Rivers, he's in the conversation. He's probably the top three with Mahomes, Breeze. They're going back and forth jockeying. Phillip Rivers is there, but I think that he's number three in the picture right now. Could be. It could very well be. And I don't think a Todd Gurley could be the MVP, too. I, he he could have a monster game tonight against right. a, a bad Eagles defense. At least the second half of the season, they've really been underperforming. So, yeah, he could have a huge performance tonight. But I think the numbers that Patrick Mahomes in particular, he's put up nasty numbers. And Drew Brees, it's look at Todd Gurley and how many more years he has in front of them in front of him. I'm not saying it's right, Andy, but there are a lot of voters that view it that way and say if it comes down to Todd Gurley versus Drew Brees, how many more years Gurley has compared to Brees, they're probably right. gonna vote for for Brees. You know, I'm gonna tell you something right now, which I don't think there've been uh, enough accolades towards this move. When the Kansas City Chiefs dealt Alex Smith to Washington, and certainly I feel for Alex Smith with that leg operation, what's going on there, it's, it's terrible. It really is. I don't know what the, what the medicals are saying about him, but it's, it's just a bad situation. But to let him go with Patrick Mahomes in the background, not knowing what you're going to get, I guess they did know what they were going to get, but I don't think they expected what they got right now. That, to me, is one of the greatest and biggest gutsy moves in all the sport. I mean, think about it. I mean, people just assume, I guess, the Patrick Mahomes coming in there, rolling. I don't, I don't think his teammates assume what's going to happen with, with him. I really don't. What a move that was. Oh, yeah. That was a great, great move. And I think there are a lot of teams that are in a similar position as the Chiefs were with Alex Smith. If right. you look at the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. But you could do better. You can do better than Dak Prescott. And when you're talking about upwards of 25 mil, more than 25 mil a season for Dak Prescott, that's where I start to squint as if I'm looking straight into the sun where I'm like, oh, gosh, 25 mil. Let me ask you this, Andy. Do you think that the Patriots would pay 25 mil in that neighborhood for Dak Prescott or say Marcus Mariota, who's due for a contract extension, Jameis Winston. Yeah, these guys aren't bad, but you can do a whole lot better comparable to what the Chiefs had with Alex Smith. I don't think the Patriots would pay 25 mil for anybody. It's just, just the way they operate. I mean, they just don't pay those kind of salaries. They really I hear don't. you, but especially for those players that I rattled off. There's do you no think way. specifically for Dak Prescott no. they would do that? No, no, there's no way. way. No way. No way. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's funny. I, I know you don't like talking about it, and I know I'm gonna get a slap in the face for doing so. But 
I think the Cincinnati Bengals are in a similar situation with Andy Dalton right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's one of these deals where look at the Dolphins with Tannehill. You know, you can do worse than all these guys that we rattled off. But do you want to overcommit and pay them more than they're really worth just because there are worse players out there? Like, I don't. I know that Patrick Mahomes type caliber players don't grow on trees. But the Chiefs, they had a guy in Alex Smith that they could have overcommitted to and paid him more than he was actually going to bring back production-wise, and they didn't do it. He led they the league in passing percentage. It's amazing what they yeah. did to this guy. You just throw him out the door say, hey, we don't need you. We don't want you anymore. I mean, really. I mean, it's almost like Wally Pipp and Lou Gehrig. And go back if you don't know that story. I mean, really. You know, Wally Pipp what, gets injured. Lou Gehrig comes in and he never loses his, uh, his starting lineup. I mean, it's amazing. It's like the unknown factor in sport. And I'll tell you what, I don't think enough credit has been given to the personnel staff of the Kansas City Chiefs to have the hanging downs to say, you know what? Let Smith go. Mahomes is going to get the job done. Well, I think what the Chiefs showed you was good isn't good enough. We want great. And also, we're not going to overcommit to good. Right. You know what? We're not going to back up the Brinks truck and give Alex Smith this enormous contract extension as if he's more productive than he actually is. And they had a good situation, and they tried to get a great situation, and they have with Patrick Mahomes. I take my hat off to him. That was a power move. No doubt about that. Power move always out of my partner, Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday, and, of course, you can get to us at 877-99 on Fox or at the No Show or at Andy Furman FSR. But the interims are doing just fine. Thank you. That's next. But first, our guy, the main man himself, Ralph Irvin. Yes, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And, of course, we begin with the NFL, where the Cleveland Browns won once again in Denver, ending an 11-game losing streak to the Broncos. Baker Mayfield, two touchdown passes, and Cleveland wins 17-16. Houston, a 29-22 winner over the New York Jets. Deshaun Watson, 294 yards in the air, two scores. As the Texans go to 10-4, they could clinch the division today with losses from Tennessee in Indianapolis. In the NBA, Orlando went to Mexico City and beat Utah 96-89. The Lakers get triple-doubles from LeBron James and Alonzo Ball. They beat Charlotte 128-100. Andre Drummond, 19 points, 20 rebounds. Detroit, a 113-104 win over Boston. And Oklahoma City hands the Clippers their third straight loss, 110-104. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star in your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. And yes, we are now into bowl season, and there were five of them on Saturday. One involving a ranked team, that was number 21, Fresno State a 31-20 winner over Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. And of course, yes, that's right, guys. We're just six and a half hours away from kickoff of NFL Sunday, number 15, with a whole slew of games kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern. Thank you, Ralph. See you in just about an hour. Mm-hmm. Always doing a heck of a job. He's the main man. But this guy's still undefeated. We'll tell you who in just about a minute. 31 past the hour of Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more 
on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO, the only art bar, and I'll tell you, figuring out which way is easy. And, of course, Bronx Talk Radio in about 10 minutes from now. But uh, talk about the interim coaches in the National Football League. You know, it's kind of a funny story, my partner. I'll tell you why. Uh, when was the last time they had so many, I guess, changes within the season? I mean, they don't usually get rid of coaches during the season, and they did this year. I mean, you talk about the interim guys. Greg Williams took him five games to get as many wins for the Browns as Hugh Jackson in three seasons and 40 games. And in Green Bay, Joe Philbin led the team to a blowout win over Atlanta last week. So the interims are getting the job done. Yeah, I mean, there's some truth to that. Uh, we'll probably see a few more changes. Do you think before the season ends, we're getting pretty late. You think any heads will roll? And we'll get a couple more interim coaches before the season's I over. Think it's kind of strange to have a guy get his head cut off like on the fifteenth week. However, I, I think the story in Cincinnati today could very well be Marvin Lewis's last home game for the Bengals today. A lot of fans are hoping so, but it could very well be his last home game today. Yeah, but he's not going to get whacked before the season. No, ends. no, I don't think before yeah. the season ends. Oh, no. he's, he's probably going to the front office. You know, that whole story. Well, that'll but, be a joke because then I guess you Jackson would take over as head coach. Maybe. He's a coach in waiting, I guess. Yeah, possibly. But <laughs> how about you. our guy Vance Joseph from last night? You know? You I think, think he's Vance got one, is on the sideline for those he's got final one foot two games? In the, he's got one foot in the grave. He, he won't be back, but uh, but I think he'll be there for the list, too. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, uh, yeah well, it's, every single year it's crazy how many openings there are head coaching-wise in the NFL. We typically see a good five, six openings, and this year's not going to be any different. Yeah, and you know what, though? I like that. And I'll tell you why I like that, because I think that it at least shows the fans, and I kind of think that you and I at times speak for the fans, it shows the fans that our team, if they whack a coach, we want to win. We're going to do everything we can to show you that we're going to put a productive product on the field, and we're going to do so by getting rid of the coach. I, I enjoy that. I like that. Rather than keep a coach 14, 15, 16 seasons and hasn't done anything. Marvin Lewis, 16 years and never won a playoff game. Right. How well, does that happen? That, that's insane. I, I really don't know how that has happened. That makes no sense whatsoever. It's got pictures of the ownership, maybe. I, I don't know. Something. But uh, I, I think there are times where you can be seduced into thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. And the head coach isn't actually the problem. You've got to weigh, hey, how good is the roster? How how good of a chance does he have to have success versus what the record is? And there are some situations that where patience pays off. Look at the Steelers with Bill Cowher. Yeah. He was there for years and years without winning a Super Bowl, and they kept him around. They didn't you know, get rid of the guy. And they ultimately were rewarded at the end of his career when they won a Super Bowl. Well, that's a strange Seahawks. franchise. They've only had three coaches in the entire history of the franchise. But it served them well. Oh, yeah. There's it no served them very, that. very well. And look, I'm not sitting here saying that no coach deserves to be fired. There are plenty that do. I just think that when you're saying, well, it, it sends the message to the fans that they care. and That's true, but sometimes they end up in a worse position just because they're trying to you know, show the fans that they care, and patience would actually be the better route to take. Right. And today, Joe Philbin, the interim coach of the Green Bay Packers, the Packers today are going to play the Chicago Bears. Packers are 5-7-1, and one. the Bears 9-4. and four. Last week, the Bears beat the Rams. It was an ugly game, but it was 15-6. Bears lost to Green Bay, though, on opening day, 24-23. That was a close one. But today, Green Bay is getting five. Green Bay is getting five points in that game today. Yeah, and... uh 
it makes sense <laughs> with the way the Bears' defense is played. They've been spectacular. They really have. And they force a lot of turnovers. I've said numerous times, Andy, now it's 11 games out of 13 where they forced at least two turnovers. And I've said that you can't expect that formula to continue come playoff time when you're playing the best teams in the NFL. But they're still living by that formula. Yeah. And they did it last week against the Rams. Jared Goff was terrible with four interceptions. But you've got to credit that Bears defense as well. And I don't know how the Packers are going to give Aaron Rodgers consistently enough time to do damage today. That's going to be rough. But if you go back to week one and the Packers won that game 24-23, if you remember, I believe the Packers were trailing like in the third quarter something like 20 nothing, and they came back to win that game. I don't see that happening today. As a matter of fact, I see the Bears winning somewhat handily today. I really do. Do you? Yeah. 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 Bears blowout. Yeah, well. I could see it happening, Andy. I can. It's just one of these deals where when you had that primetime game against the Rams, which was easily the pinnacle of the season to this point, right? That was the, by far, biggest moment for the Bears. How do you follow it up? Well, the biggest moment in the last three, four years. Yeah, I I agree. But you're telling me that maybe the air is let out of the balloon like this, like, Oh, we win that game and like let's coast a little bit. I I don't know. It could be the opposite. It could be like the momentum is like really rolling right now, like a snowball going down a hill. It could, but you see it all the time, not just in college, but also in the NFL. You have this monstrous emotional win, and there's a letdown. I'm not telling you it's a letdown to the point where the Bears are going to lose by two touchdowns, but when you're talking blowout here, that's one of the reasons I would push back and say, if they're a little flat, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout today. Well, I will tell you this much. That offensive line in Green Bay is kind of like it's like a mash unit. It really is. I, yeah. mean, I, I can see them really, really like trying to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. It's going to be rough. But then again, you look at that Bears schedule. They could lose today to Green Bay. Next week, they'll definitely beat San Francisco away. And they could lose at Minnesota on the last Sunday of the year. So, you know, it's it's not written in stone, as you know and as I know. But I do believe the Bears win today. But I yeah. take the five. I think I take the five. Wait a minute. You just said that it was a blowout. Not a blowout. I, I think by a touchdown. I think they went by a touchdown, five or six points. I would take the five. It could be that close. You're all over the road here, Andy Furman, so it's going to be a blowout. No, no, I didn't gonna... say blowout. I said they win. I win handily. And to me, handily is like seven, eight points. That's that's handily in the NFL. So you not lay the points, right? I think right? I would take the five. Yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I, I don't get it. When you take it, it normally means you're no, taking I, the points. I would lay it, yeah. You're laying it. Okay. Yeah, and you're yeah, going with the Bears to barely cover. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. What about you? Um, If I had to today... Gosh, I would lay the points if I had to. If you had to. I don't love it, but it's just going to be so hard for the, the Packers to block right. the Bears lineup. You're like with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman, they just keep coming in waves over there. So I, I think that Aaron Rodgers, he's got his work cut out for him today. You know, you talk about Khalil Mack. I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, I mean, it's like putting like a, a, a sharpened pencil in your skull. You lose Khalil Mack. You lose Amari Cooper, and I talked to Lincoln Kennedy about this yesterday. He's going to join us now. We're number three. You're going to lose your team. They're moving. They have no idea where they're even going to play next year. I mean, really and truly, why? Why are you even rooting for that team? What they've done? They took your heart and soul from you. Think about it. 
Yeah, you're in. Till death do you part. It's your squad, you know? Uh, you don't bail on them. They stink right now. But they're Guess bailing what? on you. Guess what? The Browns were 0-16 last year, you know? Things are better this season. They're on the right path. But so, they're not leaving town. Uh, who cares? Does oh. everybody live in Oakland that's a Raiders fan? No. So what do you care? They've moved before. But your before. base is there. So, and your so season what? ticket base is there. So what? Oh. If you if you live outside the city of Oakland, what do you care if they're moving? Oh, yeah. Seriously. I don't care. But if you exactly. live in Oakland. But if you're a ticket holder living in Oakland, you care. Yeah, you, sure you care. care. It's still your squad, you know? Right. The only thing you don't want to do is get a soda pop out of the machine because it may come out with mice. <laughs> do you hear that story? Yeah. That's, oh, that's how good. does that happen? I mean, really. Yeah. Can you imagine putting like, you know, 50 cents in the machine, you want to get a Coke, and next thing you do, you get like a, a live mouse? I mean, come on. That's extra value. You know, oh, really? you sell the mouse on the open market, boom. Yeah, done. Have a mouse and a Coke and yeah. a smile. Mouse, yeah. Coke, and a smile. That's right. You know what? Like, you ever put money into the machine and it gives you more change back? Yeah, I love that. It, isn't that awesome? Now you get a mouse, and that's worth more than, you know, 50 cents. And tell Goodness. me, when you were a kid, you, you, didn't go to the, you didn't go to those machines and stick your hand in the change to see if there's any leftover change? Come oh, all the time, Everybody yeah. does that. The I old still school do it. pay phones. I still ah, do I used it. I do that with the old school pay phones, for you sure. You know what yeah. I do? I go on the beach with those little things and to see if there's any, co- <laughs> see if there's any coins in the sand, right? I love that. funny visual right there. I I wouldn't put that past you, Andy Furman. No, stop it, please. Brian, no, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. And, of course, it's uncontrolled mayhem. We call it Bronx Talk Radio. And guess what? It's next. Bronx Talk Radio coming right up about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And, of course, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard will not hurt your credit. Learn more where? At discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. But right now, your host, straight from the streets of the Bronx, the one, the only, Sammy K. Guys, it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Up yours, you talk me that way. Get out of here. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Sammy K. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property. Before I pump these Bronx Talk stories full of lead. One, two, ten, boys. All right, let's talk about Green Bay at Chicago. I heard you flapping your gums about it earlier. All right, here we go. Revenge game for Chicago. We all saw what happened in week one. Aaron Rodgers, he's won eight straight. He's won eight straight at Soldier Field. And get this, he's only thrown one interception all year. He's breaking records, but the Bears lead the league in picks. I got questions that are burning my loins, and I should probably see you a doctor about it. You should get to the freaking questions I got already. Questions I like to burn your loins. I'm going to point your loins. Burning. I should see a doctor. All right. Will the Bears intercept Aaron Rodgers? Brian, ask me. Tell me. Yes. Yes. You say yes. Andy? The Bears will not intercept Aaron Rodgers today because Aaron Rodgers will be in his keister most of the day. And I say, maybe stop stealing the bottom barrel betting topics. God, what are you doing? I don't even know. I don't know about that. Get your act together, will you please? 
All right, let's talk about this. Hey, hey, Sammy what? K, minimum five minutes for the lead into this question, all right? <laughs> Takes some setting up. You got to set up with the stats, all right? Listen, Joe Philbin, interim coach. Never he has a coaching history in Green Bay. Does he get the job? Would he be the right man for the job? No. Why? Because <laughs> he uses question. two challenge flags in a minute. Because he's Joe Philbin, that's why. Good. Did you see him use the two challenges in the first minute, 23 seconds last week? Both wrong, by I the did. way. No. He he the hey, my partner, Brian, tell him why Philbin won't get the job. What is the word he used in that press conference after the win? Oh, Remember? Yeah, was yeah. Professional bull. Right. Yeah, we got to be professional. Boy, yeah, that's why he ain't getting the job. I'd like to fill up bin with new topics. Come on, Sammy K. Keep it rolling. <laughs> that's good. I like that. You know, Sammy K, you could be replaced. You could be you replaced. Know what? You know what? Let me replace him right here. I had something last night. Broncos, good. Browns. What? We also got the Bengals. We got a little bit of the Bears. What's with all the orange? Battlestar why is Galactica. orange so important to the NFL? It's good. I like it. Reminds me of a traffic a cone. I'm going to take a knee for a new <laughs> color, guys. I need a new color on the uniforms. I like yeah. orange, all right? I like orange, okay? Yeah. It's good color. It's good color. Good orange, I know yeah. that. All right, let's move on. I got other questions, but they're not burning my loins anymore. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> If you haven't read this, it's really a genuinely touching and moving story about Charles Barkley's friendship with the late Lin Wang, a cat litter scientist of all things. Right. I encourage you to give it a read if you haven't. Listen, Chuck and Lin, they met at a bar and they became friends. Pretty cool story. Right. Give me a sports celebrity, you two, a former coach, a former player, a well-known name who you would want to be friends with in real life and why. Andy, let's start with you, huh? You know what? I think I'd like to be friends with Ted Williams because I want to know what it's like to be frozen when you're dead. All right? But before that, what? I'd like to know the art what? of hitting. I want to know how he studied hitting so so precisely throughout his career. Ted Williams is the greatest hitter ever to play in baseball. I don't know. I'm just crazy, but I wouldn't mind talking to Ted Williams. Now, I'm going to say a name right here, and you guys are going to think it's for one reason, but... uh. I'm going to go with my guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right? Now, now I can study film with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I know he's personal. Well, what kind of he's... film are we talking here? I, <laughs> what, see, I told Scout you you were going to go there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, I can get the dirt with the Patriots over here, with Tom Brady, you know. He's... So I, I, I'm yeah. going with Jimmy G over I, there. Look, I met. That's what, weak. That's met, real uh, weak. I'm weak about I, that. That's weak. I met that scumbag Wade Boggs at a bar one time. Let me tell you what that was like. Let's just end the segment, actually, because it's too long to tell you. Right. I'd like to hear We're a little wait bit. wait it out. We're going to wait it out. Let me hear a little bit Good of this. Story. I want to hear. Good story. Let me just tell you that uh, Sam Adams, I don't have a joke here, guys. Let's just kill the segment. Go, Sammy. Go. Got a little time left. All right. There are a lot of holiday parties going on right now. Plenty of good chow to chew, but what yeah. food libations do you avoid at the holiday parties? A little eggnog. You avoid the Ugh. deviled eggs. You tell Ugh. me. The egg salad. Anything with egg. I I, Anything I, with egg. I avoid the two things that you just mentioned really, right there. Really? Tell me. Yeah. Which ones? Deviled eggs. Oh, deviled, I love deviled eggs. Hard-boiled eggs. I don't uh, need deviled eggs. Get the deviled eggs out of here. I don't need eggnog. I don't need any of that fancy stuff over there. Get it away from me. Get away from me. I want Anything cookies, that I want has that. eggs in it usually has a factor repeating with me eight hours later. I don't want eggs, okay? I, I avoid those yeah. little slices of rye bread. It's like chewing on a no, gym like mat. That. You know no, what I'm like saying? That. I hate those. They're, oh, they're no, spongy. Good. All right, no, a few good. seconds left, like boys. Give me it's some snickerdoodles. No, I like that stuff. Really. Stop. I am leading the charge, Andy. Yes. I don't know yes. if you want to join this crusade yes. against the 
ball-washing Browns public. My goodness. There is an epidemic of giving the Browns way more credit than they actually deserve, and especially one Baker Mayfield. Did you see some of the throws he was making last night? I understand. I I hear where you come from, but to to put them in the same basket as fans as you did with the Philadelphia 76 fans is wrong. They're not not fanboys, and they're not ball washers. Let me tell you why. They are honest, hardworking, blue-collar Americans that take their lunch bucket to work, and I'll tell you right now, there's no other city in the United States of America that could lose a professional football team and gain it back again like they did in Cleveland. That's how tough and good and strong that fan base is. Andy, I'm not even saying what you think I'm saying. You don't have to be a Browns fan to be a Browns ball washer. Okay, (laughs) most of them are non-Browns fans that are like, oh, look at this team and look how far they've come and look at Baker Mayfield. Here's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield... He is a guy who produces some highlights, and that's what you'll see on SportsCenter or whatever you watch. But right. if you watch the games, last night's a perfect example. He had a beautiful throw, touchdown throw to Brashard Perriman early in the game. And you watch the rest of the game, and it doesn't appear on the highlights. Inaccurate throw after inaccurate throw. Not even close. Wide open receivers, not even close. Terrible interception before halftime. Terrible fumble in the second half. You don't see that stuff on the highlights. If you watch the games, you will see the holes in his game. Right. There's no doubt about that. But you know what, though? He's got some great people around him, including the running back Nick Chubb, who ran for 100 yards last night. What Baker Mayfield does and what he has to do is limit the turnovers and let Baker and let Nick Chubb do the heavy lifting like he did last night, 100 yards rushing. And then once in a while, they get a, a, a break on a big play, and they won. Hey, they're 6-7-1. and one. Are they a great team? No. Are they a team on the rise? Yes. Ball washing? I don't know. I'm not oh, ball washing Baker Mayfield. I'm not doing it. I don't oh. ball wash Baker Mayfield. But you know what, though? What he has done for a franchise that has been so down and out for so long, and an interim coach, Greg Williams, has now won four out of five, got to have your eyes really shut, shut closed, not to notice some sort of improvement with this can team. I, can I, I? I don't like to jump in. It's your but you just did. I but do. you just did. <laughs> Raise your hand. Yeah. Raise your hand next time, okay? No. It's all good. I, Come on I, in. I just want to say because it is, it's an eye test game. Last night it was seven to nothing. They went right down the field and scored. If the game ended there, sure, Baker Mayfield deserves a statue. They didn't score again. I mean, it was ten to nothing at halftime. Then it ended up seventeen to sixteen. Right. Baker and- Mayfield. He turned the ball over twice. I'm just. Are you saying that Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, the other rookie quarterbacks wouldn't have the same success that uh. Baker Mayfield's having? That, that's my would. only thing. Yeah, they would. It's- with with better talent, Baker Mayfield has the best talent around him Agreed. easily of any of the rookie quarterbacks. Not and even Josh close. Allen has the worst. Oh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, right. Sam Darnold. Look at what they have on offense. Some of but, them have decrepit offensive lines. But when some of them have nobody to throw it, it, to. It's not a comparison contest. It's like what, what, what Cleveland it is. Has, it's what Cleveland has done as a whole. Maybe you guys are in a different wavelength than I am. I'm looking at a team that had won three games when you Jackson coached 40 Andy, of them. Andy, that's the problem. Everybody compares the Browns to the Browns. What did I tell you? You brought it up earlier in the show. When it was, oh, the NFL ratings are declining. And, oh, and that was taken way too far because everybody Agreed. compared the NFL to the NFL and not the other leagues. That's the problem with the Browns. Instead of looking at Baker Mayfield among all the other quarterbacks, they look at Baker Mayfield 
versus the previous Browns quarterbacks. But instead you're the looking, only one who's doing that. Instead of looking at the Browns team versus the 31 other teams in the NFL, they look at the Browns versus the Browns of yesteryear. One more stat. Yeah. Case Keenum had a 45.9. He's terrible. He's he bad. had a 45.9 quarterback rating. That was the best one in the game. <laughs> Baker Mayfield had a 43.7. I just 188 yards, uh, two turnovers. Come on. I don't know why you guys Great. are dumping on on Baker Mayfield. Look, it's not a comparison contest as Baker Mayfield versus quarterbacks in the Andy, NFL. That's it's what Baker it Mayfield is. has done in the entire scheme of the Cleveland Browns. Andy, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're I'm way wrong. wrong. You're, why? Tell me why. We don't look at quarterbacks and just appreciate them for what they are and what they do for their team. We sure they do. Them. Sure we no, do. We have comparisons of who's better. Who's we? That's all we've been talking about is which rookie quarterback would you rather have? To have that discussion, you have to make comparisons. Hey, and with your logic, works. no, with your warped logic, then the Kansas City Chiefs never would have traded Alex Smith with your logic. Because comparing Alex Smith to the rest of the league, he led the league in percentage passing last year. Why trade a guy like that? It's crazy what you're talking about. Because the, why, why, Andy? Because they want to be better than good. They look at the best quarterbacks in the game and they say, we need some of that. And Alex they had Smith no idea that. what Patrick Mahomes would be doing. They had no, no one did. They you had no idea. That's ball. why they traded up to get him it, at 10th overall. They had no idea he would be any It was a gamble. Of course it was a gamble, but they had a decent hunch that he would turn out to be better than Alex Smith, which is what he's turned into. So I, maybe, I, don't, I don't know why you're making this more complicated than it needs to be. I'm not, you're, push, I mean, you're pushing back on comparisons as if that's an evil thing to do. No, what are you talking not. about? No, you know what you're doing? You're, you're taking away the credit factor of what the Cleveland Browns have done in the last five games. Give them a little Baker, credit. No, Baker Mayfield is the most overrated player in the NFL. Okay, fine. With ease. Fine. And the problem is he's propped up. Like, let's not forget, this is a number one overall pick who's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he's graded on such a curve just because the Browns have been so decrepit before he got there. And I'm just telling you that he doesn't deserve as much praise and as much accolades as he gets. They're throwing rose petals at his feet. He has the same passer rating heading into last night's game as Marcus Mariota. Do we and throw rose petals right. at his feet like Marcus no. Mariota? And if he would have lost... No. Right. If they would have lost four of the last five games, you would have said it would have been a bust. You would have said his pick would have been a bust in Cleveland. No, it's right. Wait, it's so premature to be talking about busts in the first year. Jared Goff showed us that. He was horrible I his agree. rookie season. I, I, I don't know why you're pushing back on all of this. Okay. It's like the Browns franchise bails out Baker Mayfield way too much and gives them the benefit of the doubt to and such Baker a degree. Mayfield it doesn't make some, any sense. Oh, and Baker Mayfield, to some extent, has bailed out the Browns franchise, at least in the last He's five helped. games. He's, He's helped. helped. Okay, good. That's all I want to hear. He's helped. He, absolutely, he, you can't say he hasn't helped. Of course he's, he's helped. helped. Okay. But the problem is they'll look at the other quarterbacks the Browns have had who have been awful, and they'll be like putting Baker Mayfield on this pedestal as if he isn't missing wide-open receivers left and right last uh, night. I, this guy's better than right. average, and they're talking about him like he's great, and it's a joke. And the problem is, and we both agree on this point, that's the, that's what goes with the territory of being a quarterback. Quarterback gets all the praise and all the, all the heat. It's the position. It's not Baker Mayfield as much as the position. No. Agreed? Well, no, not at all. Is. No, not at all. I don't agree with that whatsoever because there are plenty of quarterbacks. Look at Tom Brady. The reason that people think that Tom Brady is regressing so much, which is ridiculous, 
is because they're comparing Tom Brady to Tom Brady. They're comparing him now to Tom Brady last year and the previous seasons as if just because his numbers have slipped a little bit, well, he's fallen off a cliff. Well, they're saying that because of his age as well. Well, he's 41. He's got to be slipping. That's what they're saying. It's it's the dumbest thing. Instead of comparing Tom Brady to other quarterbacks in the NFL, they're comparing Tom to Tom, and they're arriving at a stupid conclusion. Okay, let, let's compare the Cowboys to the Colts today because that's a biggie. That's a real biggie, and I can't believe in this game right now, Dallas is getting three. The game yeah. is in India. I, I can't believe that. Last it's week, a three Dallas, and a half now. It's unreal. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Last week, Dallas wins in overtime, by the way, over the Eagles, 29-23. But the name of the game right now for Dallas, and people laughed at this trade, Amar Amari Cooper's saving that team. I know they gave a big price for Amari Cooper. The team is 5-1 and one since he's got there. They got a two-game lead in the NFC East with three games to go. And right now, Cooper, 35 receptions, 584 yards, five touchdowns in the last five games, and that is five consecutive wins for the Cowboys. How, in fact, could they have the Colts favored in this game? I don't get it. Well, I, I mean, I'm with you in terms of the Cowboys getting three and a half. Everybody's loading up on the Colts. And I'm like, yeah. the Cowboys have a great defense. <laughs> and you look at T.Y. Hilton. He hasn't practiced all week long. He might not play today. And you're going with what would be Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, and Zach Paschal as Andrew Luck's weapons against a very good Cowboys defense. And I'm scratching my head like, and they're still getting bet on. Like, people are still rushing over to the Colts. I, I don't get it either, Andy. I'm with you on this one. Thank you. But you look at the reasons why they would be favored. Zach Martin is out for the Cowboys. Stud guard on that offensive line. Tyron Smith has been banged up. He's been limited with a neck injury. And they gave up a lot of sacks last week against the Eagles. So, Dak Prescott could be running for his life. He might not have a great offensive day from the Cowboys. That's possible. And Andrew Luck's having a heck of a season. So you look at the Colts at home, typically the home team's favored by three points. Yeah. So for it to be right around then, I I understand why the line is where it is. I just, I'm surprised by so many people loading up on the Colts as if, They've got a better record than the Cowboys, and they don't. They have a lesser record. I agree with you. You know what? And I think the funny thing is that Andrew Luck has really been hiding behind something because no one is even mentioning the career, the, the season he's had this year. 34 touchdowns, 13 INTs. He's had one heck of a comeback season considering like he probably couldn't lift his arm over his shoulder a year ago. I mean, what a year he's had, and really no one's talking about it. They're talking about the rookie quarterbacks. They're talking about the Browns. They're talking about this and that. They don't talk about Andrew Luck anymore. They really don't. Well... <laughs> Turn on Colin Cowherd's program, and you will hear someone talking about Andrew Luck. Right. So it's not as if nobody's talking about him. But, I mean, I don't completely agree with it because he is getting some praise. To your larger point is he needs more love. And I agree with that. I agree with that because he's had a tremendous season. The problem is one of the the games that sticks with you the most is the Colts getting shut out by Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago. You know? And – Andrew Lux had a very strong season, especially when we're talking about weapons and what's surrounding the quarterback. It's not a who's who of weapons around Andrew Luck over right. there with the Colts. That offensive line is a lot better. But if you look critically at who he has to throw to, I like T.Y. Hilton, but Eric Ebron is a hand-me-down tight end who did nothing with the Lions but is having a great season and with Andrew And there's not much Luck. of a running game either, Colts. No, no, he's... He doesn't have a whole lot around him. If you critically look at the quote-unquote skill position players around him, 
he's easily at the bottom of the league, you know, the the lower third for sure. So he's right. well below average in terms of weapons to throw to, and he's among the league leaders in individual numbers. He's had a great right. year. Who does he have? Marlon Mack is averaging like three yards a carry? You could average three yards a carry. I mean, come on. No. I know, I know. No, Just, I I'll give you some props. Take them, really. Thank I don't you. give you many. I'll give you a couple of props. You were a high school football player. I'll give you a little props here. I, no one a, no one knows that you were a brute in high school. I'm building <laughs> you up. I'm putting you on a stage here, and you, you don't even take the compliment. I mean, come Thank on. you, Andy, but no, I, I can't do what Marlon Mack is doing right now. I, I'm sorry. I can't do that. All right. All right, but we can do this. We can give out. I can do what Baker Mayfield's doing right now. No, you you can't. No, you can't. All right. I tell you what, if you think he can, if you think that he can, get him on Twitter because I want to hit a tweet right now. At the (laughs) No Show, at NOE Show, at Andy Furman, FSR, at... 877-99 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Line up this hour, bottom barrel betting, the end of this hour. Hour number three, the one and only Lincoln Kennedy and also Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider, followed by Nose Picks. we got all uh-huh. that and so much more. Yes, yes. How did they get this far? We'll tell you next. They could be a sixth seed. That's coming right up. But right now, about 20 minutes past the hour, we call it Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. And I think you, uh, you sparked a little conversation and some controversy, if I may, with the Baker Mayfield situation because someone in Northeast Ohio, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. someone in Northeast Ohio yeah. by the name of Rick, who happens to live in Akron, wants to talk to you on Fox Sports Radio. Rick, you're on with Brian Noam and Andy Furman. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm fine. And Andy, thank you for being the voice of reason in the booth. He's because, crazy. My God, yeah, I love him to death, but he sometimes goes off the rails. I know that. To me, like uh, uh, Brian and the other gentleman that spoke in may be a member of the Bre- of the Baker Mayfield Hate Club. Oh, but, that's what you're taking it as. It's not hatred. It's realism. It's reality. It's, you, he's me, overrated. That's the case. Realism. Let me give you some realism. Number, okay, let's hear it. Number one, all the uh, stats do not even measure up to what he brings to the team. And oh, the team. my gosh. All the, this is not just me. This is all the players themselves, players across the league, players that are all pros, players that played said what he has done for this team as a rookie especially is incredible. And how about 16 touchdown passes, no picks in the red zone? How about 12 successful red zone scores in a row for a rookie? Oh, my God. And plus, tell me how many all pros the Browns have. They're supposed to have all this great talent around them for the future, yes. But how many all pros are out there now? How Rick, many- Rick, time out. Time you, don't, you don't have talent around Baker Mayfield? He's doing it with a bunch of trash around him? Really? That's what you're trying to sell me on? How many receivers are great route runners on the Browns? How many of them are all Jarvis pro- Landry's a bad route runner? He's Jarvis a- Landry can't run a route. Is that what you're telling me? He's the only one, and he's a slot receiver. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, he can run routes. <laughs> okay. Rick, Rick, uh, time out. I, I'm going to put an end to this argument right now. I'll tell you why. Because if, if my partner, Brian No said it's too early to call someone a bust, then it's too early to say he's overrated as well. That's the no, end of the story right absolutely there. Absolutely not. No, it is. It really line, is. Just watch as from now on, uh, the Browns will own this division starting next year. And then you're you gonna stop wearing back? your are you wearing a Browns onesie right now? It's, it's all just Browns, Browns underwear. Blonde ball washer. This is Brown this is Browns ball washing at its finest. This I is Browns it. fanboy logic. Come enjoy, on. Enjoy, enjoy the surge upward because 
The Browns are taking this division over for a long time. Oh, stop. If it's Brown, they're, flush it they, down. These are your people, Andy Furman. I this know why. siding with you. Because they're great fans. They're, that's what it's all about. <laughs> they're great. You know what? They live, they're a delusional bunch, but they're great fans. And there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. No, no. There is something wrong with being no, delusional. Not. You sound like a moron if you're delusional. Okay? I hate oh, now you call her a caller a no, moron. No, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I'm talking in general. I'm not saying him specifically. I'm talking about just in general when you're saying oh well if you're a fan you've got some passion who cares if you're delusional i care everyone should care just because you're a fan doesn't give you a license to be delusional and i'll tell you and right it's now acceptable it's not when you've been down in the cave for so many years and all of a sudden you may be able to see a little bit of the light at six seven and one let him breathe no. let guys like rick breathe no, a little bit no, no don't say things that are ridiculous i don't care that you've been in the cave and there's been no light and whatever it is don't sit here and say, oh, they're taking over the division for the next foreseeable well, future they starting next year. They might. Is that what you you're saying is going to happen? Yeah, they might. Well, who is? Cincinnati? Baltimore? Come on. What, who what, is? Are the Steelers just going to fall right off? They fell off the last three the weeks. They're going. Yeah, where's the Lamar Jackson love? They've, oh, now they've you're jumping started. in. Yeah. Because there's oh, no, no credit being given to anyone else. You just said, are the Ravens? They're, they can't stop winning without Lamar Jackson. They can't try to lose. Like, I'm throwing a, a flag on here for piling on. You're piling on. Uh, I'm moving on right now. Let's talk about your the, Dolphins. Let's way, talk about I, your Dolphins, my friend, okay? By the way, the real, Vikings. Real, yeah. real quickly, real quickly, and we'll get yes. to the Dolphins. I'm not yes. trying to, you know, belabor yes. this point or, or get you right, upset over right. here, Andy Furman. But Gavin Nagum. He gave the greatest stat of the day, as bad as Case Keenum was last night. And you would agree, he was terrible, he was wasn't terrible. he? He's he's terrible. was horrible. Horrendous. He had a better QBR than Baker Mayfield last night. That is hilarious. Yeah, you know what? That's great. You guys want to live by the stats, you die by the stats. I live by 6-7-1. and one. I live by wins and losses, okay? Oh, you take the stats, man. you become a stat geek. I'm sorry, and the Gavin facts. And Gavin you're a stat geek. I'm sorry the facts hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, the yeah, facts you, are 6-7-1. and one. What, what, what do you care about? Your team's record or your team's stats as a... You, as a like, come on thing, now, Andy. really. You bemoan stats when they aren't in your favor. Exactly. But this is where stats matter. As it pertains to the future, okay? If you're beating a bunch of suspect teams and your numbers aren't that great and there are some holes, it does give you a glimpse into what to expect from the future. If you're playing much better competition and you've missing wide open receivers left and right with no Chris Harris Jr. on the field last night, how am I going to expect you to perform I, I against the you. Bears or an upper echelon But I defense? will tell you this much. You can only beat the teams that are on your schedule. You know, now, the, that the, is the, UCF the, logic. Oh, no, well, come forget on. about that. No, forget about UCF. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. What do you want them to do? They're playing the teams that are on the schedule, and they want four of the last five. Great End of story. I am not going to fall into a trap of thinking they're beating the best teams oh, that the NFL has to offer. Obviously. So you're just like, four out of five, who cares who they I care who they've played. Well, because what do you want once to do? they play better competition, the results aren't going to be the same. I you will get, see. You see them get smacked around 38-14 to 14 against the Chargers this season? Right, did right. you forget about that? No, I did not. Okay, well, let's but this not is act a team like again that didn't know how to win. 
Let's not act like it. And to Rick's point, the phone caller from Akron, to Rick's point, yes, maybe his stats aren't that good. The yes, Bears maybe, guy. Maybe, maybe he's missed uh, some receivers. But I will tell you this. Some of the things that you can't put in statistical form is what Baker Mayfield has brought. They winning culture to that team. The, the, the team, and they have, and I've read this oh, you know, in, in, in the press up in Cleveland, they, he has brought that winning attitude to Cleveland, which they hadn't had before. Listen. Believe me. Baker Mayfield does bring some swag to the locker room. Absolutely right. he does. And that's what a team that went un, that went winless last season needs. I Correct. agree with it. I'm not trying to tell you that Baker Mayfield brings nothing to that team because he clearly does. He just isn't bringing what people are making it out to be. They're overselling it drastically. And you know what? Tell me who's overselling it now, because now you're making me nuts. Did really. you just hear Rick, the Who, onesie he's guy? He's one guy. Oh one my guy gosh. Who, he is the voice of the nation when it comes to but Baker But you know what? Mayfield. I like what he had to say. Because what he's saying is that you're like a Baker Mayfield hater. I'm That's not, what he said. I'm not. I... People made me out to be an Eagles hater when I said they wouldn't make the playoffs. It wasn't personal. I just saw right through them, and I see right through Baker Mayfield, and people are making it out to be some personal vendetta. I'm just telling you, Andy, you're going to see over the course of time, his limitations are going to be brought to the forefront. He isn't an accurate passer. He is not a guy that's going to be a true difference maker, upper echelon passer, ever. He is a guy who's better than average. That's it. And we're making him out to be some great 15-year stud. And he is not that guy. And, I, I, you know what? and the I've future never heard will that, prove it fine. out to be. I love this tweet from NJ Hunt 2 Says Brian, meaning you, Brian, know my partner who I love dearly. Says Brian's saying he could do what Baker Mayfield is doing. I don't disagree. <laughs> no is at least good. No is at least good for two turnovers per game, if not more. How do you like that? Boy, That's you got funny. People crazy. That's like well that. played. And for the record, that was me just joking around. Of course, I couldn't do what Baker Mayfield is doing. I That's just me being. You know, radio uh, if, guy for a if second. If interested, Brian No, Andy Furman at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. It took just three weeks to kill this team. That's next, but first, to our guy, the king, the king of update, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy, and... Brian No did not Saturday night throw for two touchdowns, but Baker Mayfield did <laughs> in Cleveland's 17-16 win in Denver. The Browns remain alive, barely, in the AFC playoff race at 6-7-1. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson, 294 yards passing. He had two scores. Houston was a 29-22 winner over the New York Jets and now sit at 10-4. The Texans are in first place in the AFC South. In fact, they can clinch the division with Tennessee and Indianapolis losses coming up later today. In the NBA, Phoenix won their second straight game. That's just their sixth win of the season. They beat Minnesota 107-99. Andre Drummond, 19 points, 20 rebounds. Blake Griffin also scored 27 as Detroit beat Boston 113-104. LeBron James, Lonzo Ball each posted a triple-double. The Lakers won in Charlotte 128-100. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Bowl season, it is underway. Five games on Saturday with... 
one of those teams that was participating ranked in the top 25. That's number 21, Fresno State. They wrap up their season with a 31-20 win over Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Other notable teams, Tulane winning the Cure Bowl in Orlando, 41-24 over Louisiana. Utah State beats North Texas in the New Mexico Bowl, 52-13. And gentlemen, yes, we are just five and a half hours away from NFL Sunday number 15 as nine games will kick off at 1 o'clock Eastern. And of course, tonight at 8.20 Eastern, the Rams will host Philadelphia and their quarterback of now, Brian knows favorite. That would be Nick. Nick. Pools. There it Nick is. Nick Pools. Oh, yeah. He's under center again. Did he go to UCF? Or what? <sighs> he might as well have. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> well, I'll see you in an hour. Thank you so very much. Hey, blame it on the ribs. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Brian, no, Andy Furman. We call this Fox Football Sunday. Yes, we've crossed the 50-yard line on Fox Football Sunday. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 A-U-T-O, that's auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, we have bottom barrel betting coming up, I'd say, in about 10 minutes. But right now, you have got people crazy. we got the Uh phone lines let up. It Uh looks like LaGuardia Airport here. (laughs) By the way, Justin Vance has a tweet. At Justin Vance, 9314, he says, uh, Brian, no, isn't saying Baker sucks. He's saying he's overrated in comparison to the love he's getting. He's not Tom Brady. All Thank right. You. Okay, there you yeah. go. A little Thank- common sense. All right. That, now I understand How come Justin bit. Vance can hear me, yet you can't? Maybe What's I up with that, Andy? I don't Furman. want to. I don't want to. All yeah, right. You, come on. JT in Virginia Beach wants to talk to Brian, no, and Andy Furman on Fox Football Sunday. Hello, JT. Hey, guys, Brian, no, I've got a fact for you, and that is that you're going to give Andy an aneurysm if you keep up with this rolling. <laughs> you might be right. Um, I'm sorry about that. And, I, and I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but I'll try to remember to call back same back uh, same time in 12 years when we're talking about Baker Bayfield being Oh, no, Brett don't Favre. say it. Thank oh, you, guys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. For all the interceptions throwing. <laughs> See, it, it's become like a Brian No versus Baker Mayfield oh, now. It's not Andy. even an argument, really. Andy, do we realize what is being conveyed when you're talking about being Brett Favre? Brett Favre won the MVP three straight years. He's playing. He's only playing. You know that. No, he, he isn't, I Andy. think he is. No, no really? he I, is I hope, not. I hope he is. No, I hope he, he is. He's being right. serious. I'm telling well, you, that's the type of love. When you're like, who's giving Baker Mayfield too many props? Just open up the phone lines and let, let people prove out. me right. Let's go directly to the heart of the matter. Cleveland, the eye of the storm in Cleveland. Timmy wants to talk to Brian Owen, Andy Furman on Fox Football Sunday. Hello, Timothy. Hey, thanks, Andy. You're the best. You're the best lead man, like Mike North used to say. Oh, and, Bri- and Brian, actually, <laughs> Brian is uh, he's underrated because she holds up whiteboards asking him out, and she mentions his name every other day. Rachel Bonetta wants to go out with uh, Baker Mayfield. It's unbelievable, that show. Lock it in. Thank you. Wow. I don't even know what that meant. If you want to be be like Timmy, I don't know if you want to be like Timmy. If you want to be like Timmy, you can. 877-99 on Fox if you want to be like Tim. 877-996-6369. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Now, after he suffered that rib injury in the team's third consecutive loss, the Steelers look maybe like the collapse of the year this year. If running back James Conner, I mean, he's, he's updated now to doubtful. 
He doesn't play today. Mm. They're in big trouble because the Patriots are coming to town. They're coming to Cleveland. They're coming to Pittsburgh. And honestly, Pittsburgh, for some reason, cannot beat the Patriots. Whatever the reason is, they can't beat the Patriots. The Steelers coming off a loss last week to Oakland at Oakland. 24-21 doesn't look good for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, who, by the way, are getting two and a half. They're getting two and a half at Pittsburgh against the Pats. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Andy. And I'll start with James Conner, as you mentioned, being downgraded to doubtful, unlikely to play today. It was way too quick. It was an overreaction when Le'Veon Bell didn't show up to the Steelers before the deadline where the reaction commonly was like, who cares? James Conner's balling. They don't need him. And it's like, well, uh, last two weeks proven that having Le'Veon Bell back there would actually be a nice little asset, you know? So this thought of, well, James Conner's arrived. Who needs Le'Veon Bell? The injury is proving that Le'Veon Bell's services are sorely needed from the Steelers. And not to open a whole can when it comes to that conversation. I don't (laughs) like how the Steelers went about that contract with Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell said, I'm not playing for that. He's not there. And there hasn't been a more dysfunctional franchise in the NFL, I believe, throughout the season than the Steelers. Yeah, they didn't handle it well. They really didn't, and it went public. And then even even when he decided not to come back, what did they do? They publicized the fact that his teammates cleaned out his locker and they were, like, wearing his shoes. And it was Remember that? That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Let it, it go. I mean, sometimes things are better off not said, and sometimes, you know, it was like it's Vegas. You know, what stays in Vegas, what you see in Vegas stays in Vegas. What you see in the locker room stays in the locker room. Now, look, guys like us, we love that because it gives us fodder. But if you're working for a ball club, st- that stuff stays in the locker room. Well, and it's not just that. As you well know, it's the last couple of weeks. It's Big Ben calling out a couple of his receivers after the Broncos game. And, you know, never mind the fact that he threw one of the worst interceptions to lose the game that you will ever see. Right. You know, what what quarterback? Can you imagine Tom Brady doing that? Can you imagine him just selling out his receivers when he is clearly screwing things up himself? I can't see that at all. And then last week, I don't know what the deal was. When Big Ben was healthy enough to return and Mike Tomlin said as much, he was like, yeah, we're in the flow of the game. We're just rolling with Josh Dobbs. What? Right. <laughs> what is it? And the story has changed five different times since that moment. So it's just been a train wreck in terms of the dysfunction of the Steelers. And today when you're trying to slow down Gronk, who has feasted on the Steelers. No doubt. You're going to have your work cut out for you. Well, I'll tell you something funny. It's like deja vu all over again. Because every year it seems like the Steelers have a great opportunity to finally get past the New England Patriots. And for whatever the reason, they can't do it. And today, with injury factor with Connor, the injury factor to the rib of Ben Roethlisberger, and also the mental factor that they can't beat this team, it's not going to happen. And I think the Patriots put up a big score, a, a big point total today. I think the Patriots go over 30 today. I really do. Yeah, you might be right about that. We'll see how it shakes out. But I'm curious to see how the Patriots play the Steelers offense because you might see Bill Belichick just daring the Steelers to run the ball. He might sit there and play coverage throughout most of the game and, and just see what, you know, what uh, Jalen Samuels can do to see what any of these backup running backs can do against them. Because we know that that passing attack is a bigger threat to the Patriots defense than the running game. So it's going to be, it's going to tell a lot of the story Based on how the Patriots play them, are they in nickel, are they in dime, are they playing coverage the whole time? 
And can the Steelers make them pay if that's what the Patriots are doing defensively? Not good for the Steelers. I'll tell you what, they lose to the New England next week. They go to New Orleans. And I'll tell you right now, you talk about Black Monday, the day the coaches get fired in the National Football League. I mean, you could count on your hand that Joe Philbin won't be back in Green Bay. Vance Joseph won't be back in Denver. Carolina's going to probably make a change. Jacksonville's going to make a change. And I'll tell you right now, with this collapse in Pittsburgh, don't be surprised if there's mm. a change with Mike Tomlin. Wow. I mean, anything's possible, Andy. He's had a, a great run, Super Bowl champ, you know. They've won a ton of games over there, and it has just been a debacle this season. But it really depends on how they finish here. They right. still have a good shot to get to the playoffs. That's a tough test today, but uh, these last three weeks, to your point, let's say that they uh, they go one and two down the stretch, and Yikes. they're on the outside looking in. It's, it's not a great look when you're sub-500 or right around there. You know, if you're eight, eight seven, seven, and one, one ugh, that they're not feeling that in the Steel no. City. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great game. It's on Fox about four thirty Eastern mean, Time. If the Browns go eight, seven, and one, they're ready to induct Baker Mayfield into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You no, know, if they but, go eight, seven, and one. What they do? They go. They call UCF and borrow their championship flag and put it up in Cleveland. <laughs> there you go. I made you happy. I made you laugh. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good one. I like. I that. Get, I get it. I understand. But you know what? Hey, look. I, People have different expectations in life. I live in the greater Cincinnati area. If the Bengals make the playoffs, this city goes nuts in Cincinnati, okay? If Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, it's expected. There's different expectations from different fans from different cities, right? If the Patriots don't get a home field game right, in the right. playoffs, it's a losing season for them, right? Absolutely. Different expectations for different teams I and different cities. I agree with that. I agree with that. It just doesn't give you a license to be drunk with your praise. You want to be excited for the Browns. You want to be hopeful for the Browns. Great. But as soon as you're talking about Baker Mayfield being Brett Favre a decade from now, now all of a sudden you're a drunk guy. That No. No, it's not going to fly. But I'm going to make you feel so much better. Okay, because I'm hearing what you're saying, and that's why God gave us two ears and only one mouth, because I listen better than I speak. However, you're dealing with people that sit in a place called a dog pound. You're dealing with people that come to <laughs> games like dressed up like dogs, okay? So how could you possibly rationalize the things that they say? Have you seen those games on TV, what they look like on TV in that dog pound? I mean, really and truly, I'd rather spend the night in the penitentiary than sit in the dog pound. Really. Look, Andy, fans will be fans, but you can't just dismiss bad logic. I did some fill-in radio for Denver, and this was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And this is when Trevor Simeon was the starting quarterback. And it was the story when Cam, last year, when the Jordan Rodriguez, remember the reporter, and there was the back and forth where he said, it's kind of funny to hear a female talk about routes. Oh, yeah. That story yeah. came up. And so I mentioned it for two seconds in Denver, and I was like, by the way, you guys don't think that Trevor Simeon is better than Cam Newton, do you? I'm telling you, they have a uh, text line, Andy, just flooded. Oh, he's a way better leader. I'd much rather have Trevor Simeon. Trevor Where, Simeon, twice the quarterback. Is, yeah, exactly. He's selling that's hot dogs what, in Denver. That's what happens when drunk team fans have drunken evaluations. It makes no sense. And you can't dismiss it as, well, fans will be fans. No, and bad logic it's the same situation. Logic. Every time a team is losing in the National Football League, every fan in every city wants to get rid of the quarterback and put the backup in. I hear it all the time. They don't even know who the backup is, but they're going to want this guy Dobbs in Pittsburgh if Roethlisberger throws three interceptions today in the first half. Bring in Dobbs. Get rid of Ben. I mean, come on. That's the way they are, right? 
But but you just chalk that up to well, fans will be fans, right, Andy? I mean, that's well, they are. They are, and and that's why. Or do you push if, back? Do you push you back? Know, and that's why, in fact, I love them, and that's why, in fact, they call us and listen to shows like ours. Because they're fans and they're passionate and they defend their turf. I, I've That's noticed a trend do. with you, real quickly, Andy. I know we got to roll, but okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's how it is: if the stats aren't in your favor, stats are ridiculous, right? Of, of course. If the fans' logic isn't something you agree with, well, these idiot fans, right? But if you are okay with the logic, like, hey, they're, they're fans, back off. <laughs> it's no, no, funny the, the, how your stance changes based on your level of agreement. No, but every fan. It is that way. It's called passion, and they sometimes they're off the charts. They're crazy, yeah. but that's what they believe in. Yeah. So that's what they are. Who knows? Brian, no, Andy Furman. You know what? There's playoff possibilities every week in this game. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. Bottom barrel betting coming right up about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Hey, top of the hour. That'll be 8 o'clock Eastern time. Lincoln Kennedy will join you. But right now, we got a game to play. Let's do it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, man. I thought you was late. Barrel. barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, and the host, the goon himself, the one and only Gavin the Goon. All right, the goon has had enough Baker (laughs) Mayfield talk. We'll uh, keep it rolling right here. Bottom barrel betting two to one, two and one uh, last week. Andy was the victor. Thank you. What? uh, Yeah, I need a recount. It's okay, Brian. You've been winning a lot on this. You're like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're folding. (laughs) While we are on the topic of overrated quarterbacks, here's a stat for you: If Eli Manning finishes out his contract in 2019, he will pass his brother Peyton to become the highest earning player in NFL history. How about that? Wow, Eli Manning. Guys, we love to do. Let's uh, let's uh, play. Guess the QBR here. I'm stumbling over my words here. Uh, What do we think Eli Manning's QBR will be? When he faces the Titans later today, QBR, QBR. Um, last week we did this with Mitch Trubisky. You guys both guessed in the nineties, and it was thirty-three point three. I think. <laughs> well, see, guys, I thought you said passer rating. Are you sure you said QBR? Because it's a whole different yeah, ball. Passer ratings. Notes. Yeah, it is. It will be higher if we do passer rating. Would you rather do passer rating? We can I'd rather do, do passer. Yeah, rating. Let's do that. Passer, passer rating. rating. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Gavin the Goon. I'm going to go with, uh, we're doing Eli today um, yeah. against the Titans. No OBJ. I'm going to say his passer rating is 87. Okay, on the season, Eli's about a 95 passer rating. Today, I say 91. Hmm. Okay. All right. Pretty All right. close there. Goes. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see which yeah. goes. All right. Uh, another stat for you here. Zeke and Amari Cooper have combined for more yards over the last three games than yeah. 10 NFL teams. Yes. They've had wow. 940 combined yards. That's 313 per game. Goodness. How many yeah. yards will the two of them, Zeke and Amari, have when they combine against the Colts later today? Wow. Whoa. So basically they've been averaging 313 if you put them together. What will they have against the Colts later today who aren't known for their defense? Go ahead, Furball. 274 today. Whew. I'm going to say they're going to combine for uh, 237. All right, you guys are still in the same neighborhood. We'll, yeah. we'll see where it ends up. I don't up. want him in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, how about this? Talk about uh, making the wrong decision by coming back to work. Since joining the Vikings, Dan Bailey has dropped from number two in career field goal percentage to number six. Yikes. Guys, which kicker will miss the most field goals or extra points in week 15? Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Plenty um, to choose from. Steven Gostkowski. I have no wow. idea. Wow. No. No. Take a look through the lineup. Look I don't have time left. to look through okay. the lineup. Gostkowski. There we go. Andy, what do you who I'll you stay got? Bailey. Go Bailey. There you go. Yeah, not a bad guess. Good right, kickers, yeah. too. Lincoln Kennedy coming right up. Don't go anywhere. But right now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. My partner, my friend, the one and only Brian No. How are you, B? Doing fantastic, Andy Furman. That sounds I, uh, wonderful. I'm combating all these Baker Mayfield slash Browns apologists who are putting him on a pedestal as if he's like a combination of Joe Montana and the GOAT Tom Brady, but I'm good being here with you on a, a Sunday week 15 du jour right around the corner. Sounds wonderful. Right now we're going to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, a former partner of mine here on Fox Sports Radio now, the color commentator for the Oakland Raiders, the one, the only, number 72, Lincoln Kennedy with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Hello, Lincoln. Good morning. How are you? Andy, Brian, good to be with you guys. Good morning. How are you? You are the man. We'll get to the meat and potatoes of this conversation in a second, but let's talk about the Oakland Raiders for a second. What kind of shockwaves were there when the city of Oakland hit the Raiders with that lawsuit the other day, and where did the Raiders call home for 2019? Well, the first answer, the first question was, um, it was it was a surprise, uh, the fact that the Oakland uh, city of Oakland decided to issue a lawsuit not only against the Raiders, but the entire NFL. And it's not like they're trying to prevent them from moving. They're just trying to uh, sue them for, for damages and so some repercussions and money. So and that was a surprise. But, you know, here's the thing. When it comes to the home for next year, we just don't know right now. I don't have any clue where we're going to be. And this decision, I guess, has got to be made by January, at, as from what I heard, because they got to get their ticket sales money. So a lot of people are waiting on their, you know, waiting on their toes to see where the Raiders end up playing next year. You know, Link, it's, I don't have to tell you, but it's been a down year for the Raiders. But mm-hmm. how much conversation is there about Amari Cooper, who's playing great for the Cowboys, and also Khalil Mack, who's ripping it up for the Bears? Did those names come up a lot among Raider fans? Well, absolutely. I mean, because you turn on the TV and you see those teams, both those teams with those players are having success. So it's going to be, it, it, it's definitely going to be an issue of conversation, Brian. Here's the thing. When you, when you look at Khalil Mack's situation, the money that he was asking for and what you just paid Derek Carr, you would have tied up a ton of resources in two players. And John Gruden has always said the Raiders need depth. They're trying to create depth. And even when Khalil Mack was in the lineup, the Raiders were average, you know, mid-range average defense, around 20th, I think it was. So they had to do some things. So that was more of a, a, a trade out of necessity to build the future. And so that's what John Gruden wants. He's got five draft choices in the next two, two drafts. Number one, um, and so he, he's going to try to build this team from the bottom up now. Lincoln Kennedy joining Brian Owen, Andy Furman here on Fox Sports Radio on Fox Football Sunday. Kind of a busy week in Oakland. Not only was there a lawsuit, but Reggie McKenzie, the general manager, got fired. How surprised are you with that? 
Wasn't necessarily surprised at, at the firing, um, more or less the timing was. Of course, after a big win, the Raiders beat the Steelers, and then that night you hear that Reggie McKenzie is being, has been let go. Um, so the timing was more of a surprise than anything. What do you think, Link, going forward with the Raiders and no GM and John Gruden there who's going to be there for the foreseeable future, are you optimistic with all these draft picks coming up in the first round next season and also the next season as well? Do you think that they can make a brown? It sounds crazy to say this. Can they make a Browns-like transformation from bad to much better soon? Well, I mean, look, you can only hope. Uh, as an analyst for the Raiders and, of course, as an alumni for the Raiders, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I want to see the best for this team. And they've got the, the tools to do it. They've got a ton of money under the cash. I mean, uh, cash under the cap. Excuse me. <clears throat> and they've got, you know, a number of draft choices. So if they draft smart, they're able to build this team. They've got, a, you know, there's, they've got some young pieces already in place. They've got a quarterback, so you don't have to worry about that. But they've got holes in every other part of this team. They've got to use the draft and free agency over the next couple of years to build before they make the move to Vegas. Lincoln Kennedy, we need to have you as a referee between Brian No, <laughs> myself, and the fans of the Cleveland Browns. This Cleveland team has now won four of their five games. Okay, Brian No is claiming, and maybe rightfully so, that Baker Mayfield is overrated. He's getting too much praise. And I say, look, for a team that had taken one win in their last 30 games, give them as much praise as you can. You've got a pretty rabid fan base up there, and they're really appreciative of what's going on. Well, it's been a long time since Cleveland Browns can uh, think of themselves and their team as being relevant. And the fact that the Browns are playing well, as Brian talked about, they built up through, through the draft. They've got a number of picks, and they're playing well right now. I remember seeing this, the, the Browns earlier in the season, thinking to myself, "Yeah, well, the Raiders were fortunate enough to beat them, but this is a good team. They've got a good, they've got a good foundation, and these guys are going to surprise a bunch of people." And that's exactly what they did. So, you know, let the, let the Browns fans have some fun. It's been a long time, Brian, as you know. Uh, Brown <laughs> fans can't really have anything to cheer about, but they do. Some they have something now. I have no problem with them cheering. I just have them. I have a problem with them being delusional if they're telling me that, <laughs> you know, Baker's like one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I saw missing wide open receivers left and right last night. I got to push back a little bit, Link. Well, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but here's again, you, you, again, I talk about the fact that Cleveland Brown fans have been long time dormant, haven't been able to be relevant or have be in a conversation when it comes to football teams. Now they've got themselves a quarterback, they've got a franchise that seems to be heading in the right direction with mm-hmm. a number of good players. So just just let them have their fun; it'll be all right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. How about besides uh, that, they beat the Broncos, so I love that. how about the Steelers I guess doing their Browns impression from last year these last three weeks what do you think the Steelers do today hosting the Patriots well it's going to be difficult one thing that history has shown us is that the the, the Steelers can't beat the Patriots even when they're at full strength and I think uh, James Conner the running back has been downgraded to doubtful if he doesn't play and Big Ben has those sore ribs from last week's game their offensive line doesn't give up a whole lot of sacks but if he all he takes is one one hit, he's going to be down for a little while, and I think that that puts a big damper on their offense. You know, Pittsburgh just hasn't really been themselves. I know statistically where their defense is, they just haven't been themselves uh, of the Pittsburgh of old, and it's going to be a hard time. They, they can beat the Patriots at full strength. They just haven't been able to do it. I, I don't see them giving much hope today uh, as being as beat up as they are as well. Okay, Lincoln Kennedy, you and the Oakland Raiders are boarding the plane Friday to come to Cincinnati for today's game, and all of a sudden, Martavis Bryant. The receiver for the uh, Raiders was hit with a, a suspension, I guess an indefinite suspension by the NFL. And, and I ask you this question as a former player. 
Is it time that maybe ball clubs hire a guy to educate these guys to be like somewhat of a babysitter because it's almost out of control? I mean, when will they learn? I mean, this guy's a heck of a player, but he's ruining his life and he's ruining his professional career, and he's not the only one. Well, let me let me say this. You're, you're a grown man or grown woman. You don't need to be babysat. You make your own choices. Look, it's a privilege to play in the National Football League. I hear what you're saying, but I never liked the fact that you know Jerry Jones has been notorious when he had Dez Bryant hiring people to watch him, to, to escort him. No, 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 no. You don't need a babysitter. I know you're an investment. And here's the thing about Martavis Bryant. He's a nice guy. I wish him nothing but the best. But he has a problem. And only the person who has a problem is going to be able to do anything about it. Not anybody else. You can invest as much money into, as into them as they're following or support. You can offer them you know, treatments and stuff like that. Because I, play, I played with players that had addiction problems. But at the same point, it's going to be up to them to seek help and get better. Until they do, I don't think they have any place in the National Football League. So I don't, I don't want anybody to have a babysitter. You know, Link, as we get close to the playoffs and you look at the top teams in the NFL, they've got strengths, obviously, but they've got some drawbacks and some big-time deficiencies and weaknesses. Is there one team that you trust heading into the playoffs where you say, I expect them to get it done, or does that team not exist? No, I don't think that team exists. It's just the ebbs and flows in the NFL. We've seen the time and time again. Even the best teams, the ones that earn the one and two seats, don't have it as simple as people might be cut and dry. Every team on both sides, NFC and AFC, have got some issues. Um, but I, I think good old-fashioned, when it comes down to the brass knuckles, good old-fashioned football wins. Teams that know how to run the ball and play defense are going to be the ones that are going to go the furthest in the playoffs and probably make a Super Bowl run. All right, Lincoln Kenny, this may be the biggest question of the day because I know you're in Cincinnati. You haven't been there since like the early 90s when you were a player in the National Football League. How did you enjoy your steak at Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse last night? The precinct was awesome. I had good friends, good company, and great food. Uh, it, it was it was it was wonderful. And uh, Jeff Ruby's uh, Steakhouse is probably going to be one of my top five steakhouses that I visited in the country. How you know, you like that? you're you follow everything, Link, and you know what's what with everything going on here in sports. I want to ask you a quick college football question uh-huh. because Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. He was saying that he's in favor of an eight-team playoff. And he says, well, you could get the Power Five conference winners, and then you go from there. Are you in favor of automatic berths if they do expand it to eight teams? Yes. I'm, I'm in favor of conference championships matter. I mean, the fact is that you have conference championships, and you're, you're trying to get the smaller schools to be absorbed by the Power Five conference or create another Power conference, then I do believe that the conference championships should have an automatic berth, much like the NC2A tournament, basketball tournament. Uh, it, it, it's only fair. Uh, you know, here's the thing. People sit there and say, well, you know, this team doesn't have the right to play or can't hang out, can't, won't be able to hang with Alabama. Give them a chance. Let Central Florida play Alabama. If they get beat up, they get beat up, but at least they have a chance. You can't sit there and tell me all the time that somebody's going to beat someone else. If you follow sports, you know anything can happen on any given day. So just let them play. Let, let all the conference championships play. That means your conference champion it matters. It means something. And I don't think they do it right now because they're leaving out two of the, power, the top five uh, conferences uh, this year like they've done in years past. There you go. Now you said Lincoln Kennedy. Anything can happen on any given day. You got the Raiders three and ten. The Bengals five and eight today in Cincinnati. What's going to happen today? Well, I mean, look, it's been up and down year, as you guys know, for the Raiders. And I can only talk about what I know. I know Cincinnati has had their fair share of injuries on both sides of the ball. 
Um, it's going to be a game that probably a whole lot of people don't want to necessarily want to see. But, right. you know, uh, Driscoll's playing better, the quarterback for the Bengals. Uh, Derek's playing well, the quarterback for the Raiders. I'm hoping it goes back and forth. I'm hoping a good game, and I'm hoping for a Raider win. There you go. Lincoln, as always, I appreciate your time. More, though, I appreciate your friendship. It was great seeing you yesterday. Have a great trip home. Godspeed to you. I love you to death, and have a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you, Andy and Brian. I appreciate it. Hey, Andy, enjoy that cigar, brother. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, hey, you know what? You got your own sticks. To, tell everybody about your own sticks. Maybe you can sell them a little bit over the Internet. Uh, it's okay. It's more of a fun hobby than it is a business. But you know I make my own cigars. E-L-K cigars. And, and I have my own blend. So I gave Andy, uh, Brian, I gave Andy a couple yesterday. I'm, I'm waiting to see what he thinks of them. Very nice. Now, I'll tell you a quick story, Link. I went uh-huh. to, uh, I was in the Bahamas with the lovely uh-huh. Christina. We got married in March. And we were on the honeymoon. Thank you. And I had a Cuban cigar. Uh-huh. It made me throw up. Well, like, Cubans are, Cubans got a strong seed, man. Man, there's, they're no there's, joke. There's other ones link. around the world. You got to just uh, try you, but, but a Cuban's got a real strong seed. You sure it was a cigar? It, yeah, it definitely <laughs> was. I got to switch over to the Link brand of cigars over here. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll do you better. We got a nice little smooth blend. It might might be a little bit easier for you, brother. Okay, I like that. I'm up All for right. it. Be well. Thanks, Link. Be good. Hey, guys. Have a great one. I'll talk to Link you later. Link Kennedy, at LKennedy72 on Twitter if you want to follow him. But right now, you can get to us at the No Show. That's NOE Show. At Andy Furman, FSR, 877-99 on Fox. Or translate that to 877-996-6369. The lineup, bottom of this hour, Alex Marvez. He's the Sheik. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. And, of course, we follow that. With my partner, Nose Picks. Yes, the best picks of the day right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, he's really cooled off. We'll tell you who next. Uh Uh-huh. He's still on top. That's coming right up. Right now, it's about 20 past the hour. We call it Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. And by the way, I got some great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more. On car insurance. And by the way, in less than 15 minutes, bottom of the hour, that would be 8.30 on the East Coast. We talked to the Sheik, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. But now we're going to talk to Dick in Dayton, Ohio, listening on 9.80 a.m. with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Hello, Richard. How are you? Hello, Andy. Hello, uh, Brian. How are you? Happy holidays. Doing great, man. Hope you're having a good day. Oh, I'm having a great day. I'm having a great day. Boy, oh, boy. You got two Ohio teams. It's hard to believe yeah. the Browns have have for, fulfilled a dream with this Baker Mayfield, haven't they? <laughs> it's a nightmare today. It's not a short-lived, dream, believe me. Short lived. Oh, it's short lived. I'm telling you, it's something else. Uh, I got a question for you, Brian. And you know, Andy, you've been around. You know Cincinnati sports. But if Marvin loses these last two games, do you look for a change in management? I mean, yeah, that's been the rumor for a while is that he's supposed to leave and he's supposed to go to the front office. So it seems like this is his last season. Yeah. Um, so I expect that to be the case. But, you know, I sort of feel, you know, they, the injuries, you know, have been bad, but he's never won a playoff and people just, you know, calling up. He can hardly get on the lines there. They're, they want his, They want him out. I mean, you know, it's just, I guess, maybe – you know, Andy, I, 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 I've always loved the Bengals, but, you know, 
you know, just losing like this, that you just can't keep going on like this, can you? Well, what losing does, losing creates apathy, and I think right now it's very close to being even less than apathy because people don't even care. They turn their back. And I think if you were to watch the game today on TV, you'll see a lot of empty seats. They may announce 40-something thousand. They'll be closer to 28, 30,000 today. Why? Bad weather, Christmas shopping, and two teams that are going nowhere. And when you have no people in the stands, that affects decisions more so than maybe anything else because lack of season ticket holders, that's going to get it done. Dick, have a Merry Christmas. Happy holiday to you and yours. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Do you agree with that, Brian? Um, I don't know. I've I kind of like checked out when it comes to Bengals talk. Is Dick and Dayton? Is that like, um, <laughs> is that like your ticket to talk Bengals? Do you no, text Dick and Dayton like, no, hey man, don't forget no, to call I, I in? Never so met I, the guy. I don't know who he no. is. <laughs> I think he's got a, t- I think he's got a TV show. It's time for Dick and Dayton. Really, he's a nice on. guy, man. There's no doubt about it. But I'm on to you, Andy Furman. I what think you, you send a text message to no, Dick and Dayton like, hey, don't no, forget. No. No. The final hour of the show, we can sneak in some Bengals talk. No, no, Hit us up. No, no? That, that talk makes me sick. By the way, another team that's going nowhere: the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at the Rams today. Eagles six and seven. Rams eleven and two. And uh, Eagles are getting twelve and a half. Twelve and a half in this game today. Last week, the Eagles lost in overtime to Dallas, twenty nine twenty three. Rams did. They lost to Chicago, fifteen six. But talking about cooling off, their quarterback Jared Goff, he has been cooling off. Four interceptions, no touchdowns, and just 180 yards against the Bears last week. And as far as the Eagles are concerned, no Carson Wentz with that bad back. I say no Carson Wentz, no chance. Even with Wentz, I don't think they had a chance. I agree with that. I mean, I will say that any given Sunday, you always have like a a shred of a chance, you know? Right. But like a realistic chance of going in there and taking down the Rams, who should be focused tonight. They got it. They were terrible last week against the Bears. Jared Goff was really bad. And I give credit to that Bears defense because they are. They're playing great D over there. But I think that with all the weapons that the Rams have offensively, the Eagles haven't played great rush defense for a number of weeks now. Ezekiel Elliott ran crazy on them twice in a row. I think that Todd Gurley is going to get off today. And I think that when you look at that Eagles secondary that is decimated. Right. This is the ultimate get-right game for Jared Goff. I think he's going to have a healthy, healthy stat line when this game is over with. Well, I think also Todd Gurley's going to have a pretty healthy stat line today, too. I don't know if the Eagles could find a way to slow him down. Yeah, which is what I said. (laughs) You know, like, you can't stop the rush. They haven't done that for weeks and weeks. Ezekiel Elliott was fantastic against them twice. So I expect Todd Gurley to do the same thing. I just... There's no way that I see that the Eagles are going to be able to match points with that potent offense with what they have currently with Philly's defense. They just don't have enough to slow them down to the tune of being able to match points with Nick Fools back there. And it does my heart just Good. proud. Said, and, yes, it does, because you picked it. You hit it. They go 6-8 and eight today. You stick a fork in them. They're done. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you're going to get the trophy. You hit right. it back in July, but that that, they would not make the playoffs. That's not where I'm going. I'm going with Nick Fools, okay? <laughs> I've said this for a long time. It does my heart proud that Vegas and the betting public have no faith in Fools because the line swung by a good four points when Carson Wentz went down. And this is the MVP of the Super Bowl in Nick Fools. I call him Fools because he's not a true franchise quarterback. No, because he fooled the public, that's why. Right, which is, um, you know what, a little bit of a... Uh, Baker Mayfield, 
going on. Uh, like, move on. Here, here's the idea, Andy. You uh, can be good in doses. You can be good in small sample sizes. That doesn't mean that your success is going to apply to the long haul. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, I, I okay, right, at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yes. 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 Sorry, I flashed back to Bills, Ryan Fitzpatrick. and <laughs> But I'm with you. Yeah, he was all world. Eight yes. touchdowns, one pick earlier this year. Yes. You can have great success in small doses. That doesn't mean you're going to be all world in that guy going forward. No doubt. No doubt. I, I couldn't agree more. You're right about that. And a guy who's had a lot of success in large doses is Drew Brees and the Saints today are at the Path, uh, Panthers. Saints 11-2 Panthers. Wow, they really. That's tomorrow, they the Andy. Well, I mean, but still, I talk about today as far as today's contingent of games. We put them oh. all in one barrel here, you know. Now, the Panthers are 6-7. and seven. Last week, the Saints beat Tampa Bay. No surprise, 28-14. But the Panthers lost their fifth straight game, 26-20. At the Browns, and I tell you right now, that's not a good note. There really isn't. Drew Brees, Saints quarterback. By the way, he's still number one. He edged out Patrick Mahomes in fan voting for the Pro Bowl, which I think was pretty neat because Patrick Mahomes is like the, the flavor of the month right now, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's got the numbers. What he's done is, is miraculous. It really has been. But Drew Brees right now... Didn't think he was getting a lot of love, and he really did. You know, And as far as Breeze is concerned, he has three interceptions in his last three games, but still leads the NFL in completion rate of over 75% and passer rating about 120.8. Saints win today or tomorrow when that game is Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I put all the games in one barrel, you know, but they, they win tomorrow. Um, well, I think that Mahomes and Breeze are neck and neck for the MVP, and these last couple of games could swing it. Yeah. And with Patrick Mahomes, he didn't have a bad game against the Chargers. But when you're starting to lose games toward the end of the season, that can affect your MVP status. Yeah. And so, me lately. yeah, with Carolina, what a season. Tale of two seasons. Start oh. off 6-2, and two, lost five straight and are sub-500. If Drew Brees has a great game on Monday Night Football, you're going to remember that. And that could be a big deal when it comes time to cast your MVP ballot. And I'll say this, Gavin the Goon, our producer, <laughs> he was going to check in a little bit earlier. He deferred to us, which was nice, but I think his point is valid. If the Chargers somehow find themselves with the number one seed in the AFC, well, all of a sudden, Philip Rivers, Rivers yeah. if he closes the, the season really strongly, he's going to be in the mix. I don't know if he has enough to make that late of a push and surge to the forefront, but um, as the Heisman Trophy would prove anything's possible. You want to make a late push right there, you know? It was Tunga Vailoa by a mile until the last right. game of the season, and then it turned out to be Kyler Murray. That's a great point. I tell you what, I don't know who made up the NFL schedule, but obviously the Saints are playing at Carolina today or tomorrow night, and on the 30th, in about 13 days from tomorrow, they play Carolina again in yeah. Carolina. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, what, what's yeah. the point? I don't know. Uh, that's ridiculous. I agree with you. It's the same thing today with the Niners hosting Seattle. It's the second meeting over the last three weeks. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah. Like, why? Why don't we space this out a little bit more? It's strange. I expect Alvin Kamara to have a breakout game against Carolina. I think that he's been pretty quiet lately. The last couple of weeks, last week against Tampa, only 12 rushes for 51 yards. He had 11 rushes against Dallas for 36 yards. Those are quiet numbers. 
36 yards receiving, respectively, in each of the last two games for Kamara. So I think you're going to get a decent dose of him against Carolina's defense, which is really underperforming this year. Big-time disappointment from them. One, no one really that. quick thing I want to say before we get to Marvez. Who is, is this? Who are you? This is what Gavin the Goon. <laughs> oh, okay. my, I'm trying to keep my Chargers <laughs> fandom at a minimum. The next next week, I'm assuming the Chiefs will win later. Uh, or, no, they, they've already played, obviously. They already lost. But next week, both games between the Chargers and Chiefs are isolated games. Chargers play to the Ravens on Saturday night. Chiefs play Sunday uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. And imagine Rivers beats up on the Ravens, who are a great defense, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs lose in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That'll be when that narrative of, hey, is the Rivers the MVP? That's when that'll come. You know, let me Did ask happen? you a question, Mr. Goon, if I may. How Gavin in the, the hell... Can you root for a team that bolted a team? They call them the Bolts. For, that, that's the reason why they call them the Bolts. Why, they, why do you root for a team that just left the city high and dry? Because, oh, big the, really, because I'm on. not rooting for the owner. I'm uh, rooting for the, the team. It's not the team. Well, the team left. The team left. Yeah, they've, no, they've, they've, they moved a little bit north. <laughs> it's, it's, deal. it's impossible to describe, Brian. It's impossible to describe to you by saying that why – it's not the same. Like if the Chargers win, it's not the in same. LA. It'll be neat. It'll be awesome. I've waited my whole life for it, but it won't be the same as when I, they were. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I, I haven't given the Spanoses a dime since they moved here, so I, I kind of live that way. And I will say, <laughs> if they if they host a playoff game, it's going to be hard for me to find a way to to not spend money. But and if go you to see Dean game. in person, you're like Dean. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, Mr. Spanos? How you doing? When yeah. he came to L.A., I, I did shake his hand. Was- well, I will tell you something. To, to his defense, to the Spanos' defense, the city of San Diego did no favors to the Chargers because I do believe the mayor kind of said, get out and go. It didn't do much to defend them and let them stay. He didn't want them to stay. The Spanos' basically put up an initiative to keep the team in San Diego, but it was built to fail. Like Have every we- aspect of it. By the way, before we get to Marvez, have we done yeah. a big dose of Dolphins talk today? You guys got to curtail your fandom. Good Lord. We'll get to that in hour four. Well, let's move on. Brian No, Andy Furman, <laughs> by the way, how can the NFL defend this? Alex Marvez, the Sheik, tells you all about it next. But first, to our own Sheik, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And yes, the... Cleveland Browns did step up on Saturday night. Mayfield charges up to the line, slaps his hands into the shotgun with the Duke on his left hip. He wants the ball. He's got the ball. He's looking left. He throws end zone. Touchdown! It's Callaway! And the Browns lead! Browns Radio Network with the calls. Baker Mayfield threw a pair of touchdown passes and Cleveland wins in Denver 17-16. And they do stay alive in the AFC playoff race earlier in the night. Deshaun Watson, 294 yards in the air. He threw for two touchdowns and Houston was a 29-22 winner over the New York Jets. They sit atop the AFC South now at 10-4. and four. In fact, the Texans can win the division if Tennessee and Indianapolis lose later today. Meanwhile, in the NFL, or NBA, Oklahoma City handed the Clippers their third straight loss, 110-104. Paul George led the way with 33 points. LeBron James, Lonzo Ball each posted a triple-double. And the Lakers won in Charlotte, 128-100. Andre Drummond, 19 points, 20 rebounds. Blake Griffin also had 27. Detroit beat Boston 113-104. And great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, 
you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. And yes, gentlemen, that's right. We are just four and a half hours away from kickoff of NFL Sunday number 15. And you asked for it, Brian. There you go. The Dolphins play at Minnesota against yeah. the Vikings at 1 p.m. Thank That's you, about Ralph. what they are worth. Back wow. to you. Wow. Ralph, enjoy They're over 500. Show some respect. Enjoy your NFL Sunday, Ralph. Thank As everyone as says in that awful AFC Eastern division. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Alex Marvez coming right up. He's Brian wow. Noam, Andy Furman. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Nose picks in about now, but right now to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, the one, the only, the chic Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider with Brian No and Andy Furman. Sheik, how are you today? Gentlemen, doing great. Happy holidays. I would only be better if I were Greg Williams. That's true. Yeah, yeah, right. I love Hot that streak. Right, four out of five. But you know what? Here's another. And plus, he has the Messiah Baker Mayfield at oh, quarterback. Stop, Nothing stop. can go wrong with him there. Sorry, you know, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Eleven straight starts with at least one touchdown pass to open his career. The third longest streak of all time among a first-time starting quarterback. That's not too bad. Comes up big in the second half as usual. Eleven of thirteen for eighty-two yards. Not spectacular, but gets the job done. And I know this has been a big debate of y'all, but what Baker yes. Mayfield adds, there's just a swagger and a confidence that he brings to his team. It's not going to show up on a stat sheet. People believe in yes. Baker Mayfield. I, I talked with Miles Garrett about it earlier this week. And, he said, and I asked him, why are you optimistic about 2019? And he said, the offense. You know, we actually trust these guys now to be able to put up points on the board and support a pretty darn good unit. So, I, I mean, listen, I, I give John Dorsey a lot of credit. He had four uh, ice cream flavors to choose from. He chose Baker Mayfield. Not to, to say that the other three aren't going to taste good, but he has found the right guy for the right team at the right time. And kudos to him. And these guys are actually viable heading toward the playoffs if Pittsburgh continues its free fall. And, Sheik, they talk about the term culture. Baker Mayfield, forget about the stats. He has changed that culture of that franchise. They didn't know how to win, and they couldn't win before he got there. Well, and think about the quarter. and I agree with you, and and you look at the quarterbacks that were there before him and and guys who were put in when they simply weren't ready. I mean, I was looking back, I'm doing this Sirius XM retrospective on 2018. They played Kevin Hogan last year, one of their starting quarterbacks. Deshaun Kaiser started at quarterback. Two years ago, it was Cody Kessler starting at quarterback. I mean, how are you legitimately going to win games with these guys under center? I, I mean, they didn't have a difference maker. The funny part is, if you want to talk about, like, you know, just looking back and, and how things change, I want to know where all the people are that says the Browns shouldn't have drafted Baker Mayfield at number one. I'm right here. Around draft time. I'm Remember? right here. I'm not going you know, anywhere. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, and I, I get it. You know, maybe it was just you didn't trust Baker Mayfield, maybe the off-field. Maybe you just didn't think he'd be a good NFL quarterback, or maybe you thought the Browns had a more pressing need at another position but and maybe could get that quarterback at four rather than at one. But as it turned out, John Dorsey, man, hitting home runs this year in 2018. Yeah. Go I still ahead. think it's premature, all the rose petal throwing at his feet. Uh, but I'll eat my words, Alex Marvez, if he turns out to be a true difference maker, but – I want to ask you about this Cowboys-Colts game. And yeah. it just seems like the public is all over the Colts in this contest. And I'm, like, double-checking my thoughts, and I'm like, I really like the Cowboys plus the points today. Am I nuts for doing that? Because it seems like everybody's on with the Colts. 
No, I don't think you are. I mean, well, listen, everyone, you know, well, a couple things here. Number one, we got to watch T.Y. Hilton, right? And that could be yeah. that line right there. You yeah. know, he's got an ankle injury, questionable right now. Looks like he'll be good to go, at least play, but who knows how long he hangs in there. Listen, I think that, that when it comes to the Cowboys, people are expecting the glass slipper to shatter a little bit here after five straight wins, and maybe they'll cool off. But it isn't like a Cowboys team that doesn't have something to play for. They wrap up the NFC East with a victory today, and I know Brian knows going to do a victory lap on me because the Philadelphia Eagles would then not be able to repeat as division champions like I expected. <laughs> Thus, you know, but, but you know, again, for, I, I just, I'm not really sure why, why odds makers are putting it this way, why so many people are betting on the Colts, but it is a toss-up type of game. And, you know, one of the things to watch today, this, I'm just curious about this Colts defense under Matt Everflus. He was the Cowboys linebackers coach. You know, until he took this job as defensive coordinator, he was expecting Josh McDaniels to be his head coach. Well, that didn't sort of work out. But uh, working under Frank Reich has been just fine, and he, they've been very good at shutting down a team's opposing number one receiver. So keep an eye on, on that matchup, Pierre Desir, Amari Cooper, how they're going to cover Amari. They, someone's got to slow him down. No player in the NFL has more catches since week nine than Amari Cooper, but maybe they're figuring home field. Maybe they're figuring Andrew Luck. Maybe they don't believe in the Cowboys. It has influenced his betting line. But I, I'll tell you, I think it's a toss-up game, and if you want to take the points in the Cowboys, more power to you. Alex Marvez, I look at this as another perhaps boo-boo for the NFL when they went public the other day and defended the no-pay policy for evidence. You know, they use the evidence. Why not pay for it? Andy, come on, brother. Why not? You open yourself up to so many legal ramifications when it comes to this. How about interfering in a police investigation, potentially? How about the NFL opening itself up to congressional scrutiny and all sorts of things like that? They'll take a small PR hit. I I didn't see television ratings dip because of Kareem Hunt. I I didn't see any sponsors leave the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't see anyone leaving the Washington Redskins when it comes to sponsors either. Andy, we live in a society, quite honestly, I think it's, it's amazing. I look back at the steroid era. And how, you know, actually in 1992, you had a television station stop carrying the World Wrestling Federation because of the, uh, the anti-steroid stance that they wanted to take. Do you think that any, any television conglomerate, any, any, any entertainment conglomerate would take such a stance now? I, I mean, you hate to say it, but that's just the way we are in society right now. So yeah. the NFL will weather the storm. They ain't paying anybody. You open up Pandora's box to go in a lot of different directions right there, and you just sort of you just hope that the storm blows over. It just seems to be that's the way things are. The news cycle is so quick right now. It's like a tornado. You know, something that's news 10 minutes ago isn't news now. That's right. just the way it is, and that's how the league's dealing with it. Glad I heard it from you. You look at probably the matchup of the day is probably the, the Patriots at the Steelers, and I'm just looking at the playoff seating and who needs the game more because – it's probably the Steelers because we don't know if they're yeah. going to be a playoff team if they if they don't win this game. Do you think that their playoff lives are on the line in this game against the Patriots? Oh, absolutely. You know, look, and, and the AFC, they've got some hotter teams right now, and the Steelers are in danger here because I not only look at Week 15, but I'm looking ahead toward Week 16. Yeah. And you know where the Pittsburgh Steelers got to go? Down to New Orleans. And the who Saints, that? Yeah, if the Houdat <laughs> can lock up that number one seed, you know, throughout the playoffs by winning that game. I mean, you know, even not, it, to go into New Orleans and expect to win is it, going to be awfully tough. I mean, the Saints have gotten their home field advantage back. So it's almost like Pittsburgh's season is on the line today. They're, they're so out of whack right now, Bino. I mean, in terms of the running game, they have passed the football on 73% of the snaps the past three games. I mean, wow. teams don't even bother. Yeah, they don't even bother <laughs> trying to stop the run. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the highest total in the NFL the past three games. And 
James Conner not expected to play today. That's what the media reports are saying. Listed as doubtful, and I, and I get it. You know, so how are you going to generate enough of a running game to keep the Patriots in check from just teeing off on taking away your two wide receivers? And, I mean, that's what New England does well. They find ways to take away star players, Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown. The defense, if, they, if the offensive line of the Pats can hold up, they are susceptible to getting beat up. They never can stop Rob Gronkowski. But the mm-hmm. one factor, and I can't put a number on this, is how desperate are these Steelers? Do they play like a team that's looking at it like you do, Bino, where, oh, my gosh, you know, if we don't win, we're screwed. We have to beat the Patriots. We have to, get, we have to end this, this huge losing streak that we're on and get going once again. I mean, that's a big question, and I think it speaks a lot about Mike Tomlin as well. If this team loses out or finishes 8-7-1 and one and doesn't reach the playoffs after a 7-2-1 start, I mean, you know, while the Steelers management has supported this guy, I think they've got to take a long look about whether he still has the attention of his team. Right, and uh, Alex Marvez, I'm looking for big-time revenge today in Chicago with the Bears over the Packers. You know what they've been using is that Aaron Rodgers interception streak as a motivation for the defensive side of the ball. And ah. I think it's a good one because cause as goofy as this sounds, after you know winning on prime time and, and beating the Rams, you know that this has potential, I hate to say it, as a little bit of a letdown game. And I mean that because you get so much emotion that went into Sunday night and you look at the Packers on paper and they're not as good as they've been in years past. But if Green Bay wins today watch out. I think they can win their final two at that point, get hot, make it into the playoffs. It's obvious that a big weight was lifted off this team's shoulder with the firing of Mike McCarthy. Not a, it, it's, it's going to reflect upon him, but I think as much as just everyone caught their breath, refocused, if Green Bay gets this one today, look, with Minnesota slumping the way that they are, who trusts the Vikings at this point, right? And everyone else, Carolina in free fall in the NFC. I, I mean, Washington and Philadelphia going nowhere fast. I mean, who, who do we like for a postseason push? Well, maybe Green Bay, but first they got to get by the monsters of the midway. And listen, Chicago dying to end that 368-game streak that Aaron Rodgers has going. NFL record without an INT. You know, they might be the monsters of the midway, but you're the monster of the NFL. You're the Sheik. You're Alex Marvez. You're the man himself at Alex Marvez on, on Twitter. And obviously we love having you join. It's, it's an honor to have you with us every week. Enjoy the holidays. We'll chat with you next Sunday. Mazel tov to both of you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. Brian No, Andy Furman. By the way, this is one record you won't believe. And you know what? It's next. Ah, nose picks coming right up. La, la. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, by the way. <laughs> nine o'clock on the East Coast. Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Why are they together? Because they have the best fantasy show on radio today. That's top of the hour, nine o'clock Eastern. It's on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. That's nine o'clock Eastern. It's on iHeartRadio and the iHeartRadio app and Sirius XM Channel 83. Now, my partner with the best picks on God's green earth. We call it Nose Picks. Let's do it. Are you ready for it? Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. Andy Furman, losing yes. weekend. It was one and two last week for yours truly. And but you lost bottom barrel betting too. Ah, whatever. It was a losing week. We turned the page. I can't help that Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers can't punch it in from a couple of yards away to hit the over last week. Would have given us a winning week, but we move forward to week 15, okay? Yes. I feel like I am confined to these three picks. There's so many picks I love. But I'm going to keep it with these three. I'm looking at the Eagles-Rams game. I'm taking the over in this one. It's 52 and a half. It's a lot of points. But the Eagles defense, they're giving a bunch of rushing yards. 
Their secondary is decimated. I think the Rams are going to put up a ton of points. I think they're good for at least five touchdowns. And that Rams defense, it's a good thing Aaron Donald has that specific mouthpiece because it confines it, it like you can't see him yawning out there, you know? So I think there's going to be a few drives against Nick Fools where they're yawning and they're not on their A game. They allow some points. I'm taking the over in that one. I'm like taking that. the over in the Raiders Bengals game over 46. These are the two worst scoring defenses in football. They allow the most points. I think it's going to go over 46. And call me crazy, Andy. You like this one as well. Cowboys plus three and a half. Seems like everybody's yeah, yeah, on the Colts. Yeah, like, right. Cowboys play great defense. You got a banged up T.Y. Hilton. I think they can at least keep it within three. So I'm going there. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's the craziest point spread of the day. And I guess the only reason being is because the game is in Indy. It's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Over in the Rams game, over in the Bengals game. Cowboys plus three and a half. It's that time of the show, Andy Furman. You can go your own way. Whatever you would like, throw it out there. What do you have Thank for Thank you, us? my part. I am going my own way. Get this. This is an unbelievable record. An Australian woman, she pulled a tow truck carrying a car, no less, total weight of 25,033 and a half pounds. Why did she do it? She broke a Guinness World Record. Nadia Stiles, a former runner who is now a competitive bodybuilder, was awarded the Guinness World Record for the heaviest vehicle pulled over 100 feet for a female beat the previous record set by a Canadian, Leah Griminis, in 2013. She beat it by more than 7,000 pounds. How do wow. you like that? Take it, my friend. Take it. That's crazy. I'm going to give a shout-out to Frank Kaminsky from the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. There was a bomb scare in his high-rise apartment in Charlotte. So he walked down 49 stories, wow. and he just grabbed a box of Cheez-Its for the long journey down. <laughs> Which I think is great. He also helped out a lady who was carrying a baby, had a dog, some other things, so he carried the baby down the stairs. So I think that's a great look for Frank. Carrying the baby and also love for Cheez-Its, which I'm incredibly fond of. And how about this, Andy? Yeah. If you want a gift for the holidays, how about a KFC fire log? It smells like fried chicken. I like that. Yes, it yes. costs eighteen ninety nine. How about that stocking stuffer right there? I love it. There you go. By the way, have a wonderful holiday. We'll see you next Sunday. Enjoy the games today on Fox at Bed Three Six Five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 